Hello and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine, the show where we keep it real surreal. And folks, here we are at the towards the end of it, not quite. Halfway Harry, through the last movie. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows and the halfway of book seven. It's like I'm a movie part one. Mm. Arguing uh, in the woods. Yeah. The movie. Yeah. Okay, when you say that, yeah. I was think, expecting a lot more of that. Well, it's, it's that. And it okay. wasn't. Okay, it's more angst in the woods. Yeah. Part one. Yeah, but there's a lot of angst for reasons. And I mean, we were talking off mic about the spontaneous dancing. Yes. That seemed to be for nobody. Yes. I. Okay, it's not in the books as far as I recall. No, it's not. And I kind of get why they put it in there, but as Joss, okay. as Joss was saying, it's extraneous. You don't need to put it there. It just adds a bit it more... It was a pointless scene. Yeah. It, it, it I, they adds could more have, ambiguity. They could it. have just had Harry walk over to Hermione, put his arm around her, and tell her a joke. Yeah. And her laugh, like, half-heartedly, but still get the same type of reaction. Yeah. There didn't need to be this dance scene yeah. and then a long, long, poignant look at the... Uh, it's just... it's. It feels weird. Yeah. It's like they were teasing a love triangle. Exactly. exactly. Whatever yeah. that song was on the radio, I think the, uh, the director paid for the rights and damn it, he was going to use it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, or just like, I think like Daniel and Emma were just dancing and they happened to catch it. <laughs> or I think just... that might have been the stone skipping scene, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Because <laughs> wizard dates are weird. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> <laughs> true, but you know, like, as far as the angst, I mean, a lot of it makes sense with the lore. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. There's a, there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. They're, they're 17 years old, and when you're 17, everything's so big, and yeah. and and, we actually, ang- and everything is angst, and we everything's had, wrong. We had yeah. this discussion last night, actually, Dan and I did, yeah. about how it's like, do you remember when you were in school, and the worst thing you had to worry about was, like, English? Yeah. <laughs> but you were so worried about English. I was like, so worried about whether I understood the pro- the proper meaning behind the Miller's Tale from right. fucking Chaucer. It's, right. I took a whole class on Chaucer. Don't ask me why I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but but I can I can read Old English now. Mm. Mm. My point. What is, does that do for me? When, no. you, when you are when you are that age, it's mm. everything is so over the top, and everything is is. Is so important, and the world is just against you, and it's like, okay. <laughs> it, and in this lore and this story, it actually it actually is, is yeah. and that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but you've got you've got your your regular stuff going on, and then this, <laughs> right? Yeah, dealing with a whole bunch of crap or dealing with everything in between. I mean, like. What I was thinking of, it reminded me of me last year. <laughs> like, going through all the yep. shit I was dealing with all at once. Last, I mean, that all kind of piled on you at one at one moment, so. Within six weeks, yeah. 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 Within weeks of just trying to get everything back together. Yes. You know, so, yeah, you're right, it did. Yeah. You're right. Everything piled on all at once. So I'm like, yeah, I I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Harry's in a position I don't envy. 
No, I mean, he's not think- <laughs> at the very beginning anyway. He's not really thinking clearly either because like, he's of the, the chosen one. I don't want to be. Well, no, it, it was more of a. I want to make sure that all these people are safe and people yeah. are dying because of me. And it takes Ron to turn around and be like, dude, this is so much bigger than you now. Right. So chill the fuck out. And Which was a good scene. It Which is. That's a really actually good a really scene. good scene. Yeah. It's probably, I forgot that the, uh, the burrow was, was rebuilt. Yes. Dan said the same thing. I was yeah, like, yes. It's like, it's, it burnt, didn't it? It did. It was set on fire, but you know, just it's magic. Yeah. Magic, magic, ninja, I what? forgot that it was, for some reason, I remember when I was reading the book, I thought that they had set up elsewhere. It was, everything still happens at the borough. I'm not sure if it's a temporary, sh- I don't remember that well. I don't remember if it was like a temporary, like, shelter or whatever that they set up, because I know that the wedding still happens at the borough. It mm-hmm. still happens there, so, mm. um... Yeah, I don't, I don't remember there, the yeah. specifics about it, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's rebuilt... And for those who hadn't seen it, you know, like there is also there are other Weasleys who show up. You get Just, Bill. We get yeah. Bill in we this. We finally get yeah. to see Bill. We, we've still we're still not ever really introduced to Percy. We never see. Yeah. Well, we're we're introduced like to whole, Percy very very briefly, and, and his, we never like see whole, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Percy's whole thing from the books is just Gone. not even. Not yeah. even in the movies at all. Actually, yeah. I was. It's funny because I made a joke and Dan forgot. Is like, oh, is, isn't he like an imperial officer or something? The guy, who right? Plays? Bill. Bill, the guy who plays Bill Weasley, ends up in the new Star Wars movies, and he's a bad guy <laughs> in, uh, in uh, the Force Awakens. <laughs> yes. he's like the. I don't know if he's an inquisitor or if he's, he's not just an inquisitor. Like the I think up. he's a higher up because he it's ends like up Grand Admiral Weasley. Yeah, he ends. Yeah. Up, he ends up like being a bad guy and then ends up becoming a traitor. And he still ends up dead. So, but I've I only seen those movies once. But um, Google Grand Admiral Weasley or Grand Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> I mean, well, point is, I looked at him. I was like, "Oh, you're in Star Wars." I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> now, man, this movie. It. I got to admit, some of the parts of the beginning, which I mean, Book Seven to me is kind of fuzzy. To a degree, but so I, I, I remember what I can remember. General, very, General Hux. Thank you. The very beginning in the book um, does start with Harry preparing to leave. Yeah. And uh, the Dursleys leaving as well. And the, the conversation that um, Petunia has with Harry um, is real. Like the whole, right. uh, you know, you may have lost your mother, but I lost my sister. And it's a... Um, it's one of those things where you get a little bit of insight into Petunia. Yeah, there's a, a back, bit. there's a background scene where Dudley and Harry have like. You know, well, I was getting there. Yeah. Yeah, I was getting yeah. there. Like the first thing is is Harry and Petunia. Where Petunia is like part of the reason she's been so bitter with Harry is because he's all that's left of her sister, and her sister's gone, and then now, now she's kind of stuck with him, and he's the reason she's dead. Is the basically in her head, you're the reason my sister died. I thought she didn't like her sister. That's just it. There was a rivalry and obviously an inferiority complex between the two, but she still cared about her sister. She yeah. still loved her. They just yeah. didn't get along. Yeah. Um, and then you have a scene with Dudley that they cut out of the movie. I was so upset that they cut it out. It's like they because filmed it. They filmed it. That's the thing. They filmed it. Right. And it was cut. Dudley and Harry have a talk outside right before the, <clears throat> birth, the Dursleys leave. And he... Dudley doesn't fully understand what's going on, yeah. but he's like... 
he's he stops and he they're getting in the car and he's they're like, Come on, Dudley, it's time to go. And he's like, Wait, Harry's supposed to come with us. Like right. he's a member of our family. Right. Why, isn't, we, Harry why isn't he coming? Just get in the car, Dudley. And yeah, they're basically like, No, you need to come, like we need to go. And he and Harry have a moment where they they shake hands and basically Harry tells him to be safe and he, he tells Harry I want you to realize something that you were always kind of part of our family, even yeah. if you know I treated you terribly. Like he is, he is starting You're to the grow. Cinderella. He's starting to grow as a person. Probably, yeah. it's he's out of everybody. He's the one who starts to grow as a person, and he's like, he kind of apologizes, and he's like, I want you to know that you're you're you've always been a part of the family, and. Yo, I want you to be safe. Yeah. And then they leave on good terms. Yeah. I, I like the headcanon that after all is said and done, like Uncle uh, Uncle Dudley's actually like the he's that that <laughs> the 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 kinda kinda spooky don't do what he says, don't do what he does kind of uncle. Yeah. To uh <laughs> to, to, to Harry's and Jimmy's kids. Yeah. Albus. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah, the um I looked at that and I remember. I remembered reading that. I'm like, okay, yeah. It's I think that one is really, really, really good. But when we get to a point in the woods, where particularly with Ron's story, to me, there's a fan theory that explained a lot to me. Okay. And um, I don't know if this was made official by Just Kidding, but it's something that makes a lot of sense. Um, with regarding the, the Dursley's anger. Oh, okay. You know, so it just, it really does get something going. Um, yeah, oh, because Harry's a Horcrux? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah, the, yeah. But, um, and then there was also like another bit with it, like a fan theory that came out and I had a talk with, you know, a friend of the show and a dear friend of mine, Brian, um, about this new theory if Harry is immortal. And, you know, Harry is immortal because of that and because he has a part of the soul of Voldemort, which is why he has the scar. And we're both like, yeah, bullshit. No, that's not No, right. like, it, it doesn't, like, it's, it's such a stretch that it's like, oh, he's it's invincible. Not, no, it's not Harry who is invincible at this point. It's Voldemort. Exactly. Harry just has a piece of Voldemort. Harry doesn't have a split soul. If Harry right. had created a Horcrux of his own soul, right. then yes. Yeah. But no, he is technically a Horcrux. He is not invincible at exactly. that point. Exactly. So it's that that makes no sense to me. Exactly. Yeah. No, we we both just said the same thing. Like, no, this doesn't make a damn bit of sense. No. So, but we get at the very beginning. We get one of my favorite scenes in this entire film, which is everybody showing up at Harry's house and then everybody having to take polyjuice potion yeah. to be Harry. Uh, they're just yeah. like, yeah, fair warning. Tastes like goblin piss. Yeah, have a lot of experience in that, do you? <laughs> just trying to ease the tension. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I say the twins first off are just my favorite. Yes, right away. Like, uh, we're not going to be a little skinny little run get little like yourself. Little get like you. <laughs> and at, at the beginning of this is the first time we hear anything about Bill and Floor. Yep. Yeah. yeah like, you don't know that they're together until this scene. Until they're, yeah. until they're actually like, getting married. Hey, it's like, wait, hold on. You, it's been three movies since I saw you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and before that, though, you have Severance with all the Death Eaters and Lord Voldemort. Yes, we do. Mm. And the angst Malfoy. 
Oh, yeah, Malfoy. Like Draco, just kind of like, what the hell am I doing here? And then he does. You can yeah. you can tell right away he does not want to be there, and he's he, questioning his life he's choices. He's questioning everything at this point. He's watching one of his teachers be tortured, yeah. right? He's and then what, killed, and then yeah. killed, and he's just sitting there uncomfortably, like. I don't like this. Like yeah. I, this I didn't. What happened? I'm the what the hell did, guy, but when it gets real, I'm out. Yeah. So what What the hell did I sign up for? Yeah. And his father being sniveling and uh, yeah. and scared when his father the entire time to him was supposed to be the most powerful and everything else. He, he's coming to terms with the fact that his where he is right now is not the place he wants to be. Mm. Everyone around that table, save for Bellatrix, is just straight-up jumpy right. yeah. around uh, around yeah. Voldemort. Yeah, and I would say, really, like, his reality is not real. No. Like, his... Well, no, I mean, but then his reality is crashing down. Right, the reality what that he, he had in his head is exactly. not what it is. And yeah, it's, what he knew all his life isn't real. Like, Voldemort is there. Right. Like, there he is, right there. One of my teachers, the, you know, the muggle arts teacher... Who is right there dying. Right. Who yeah. didn't do anything to anybody. No. She was just she an just, innocent bystander. Yeah. She just thinks muggles are neat. Yes. And, and it gets her killed. Yes. Yeah. And that, that right there, it's like, he's, even even in the last movie, he was still kind of on, like, teetering yeah. because he had, you know, he, his life was being threatened. Now he's really come to grips with what this world yeah. is really like. And he... Yeah. He's not here for it. And I say he's the goth kid and just kind of giving it because it's the 90s. My first thought was he's the goth child who will listen and wear Marilyn Manson shirts and Rob Zombie. Yeah. But will dance to Alanis Morissette in his bedroom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm feeling called out. <laughs> I'm calling myself out on I this. Was, I See, was the mall goth. Okay. okay. Yeah. So there was an episode of Bones a while ago where... <laughs> okay, we haven't brought Bones up. This just made me think of it. There was called in a bone call. Yeah. Something about a bone. <laughs> well, so there was an episode bones of Bones on. where they mentioned an experiment where you sit behind, um, you sit behind like a partition, and you have a button, and the button will send an electric shock to the person that's sitting on the other end of the partition, mm. and depending on the level. Of shock. Now you have total control over this button and total control over the pain that you give to someone else on the other side of this partition. And they realize that a lot of people will actually go to max. Right. Now in the experiment, it never actually sent a shockwave to that person at all. They would play an audio of someone screaming in pain. Mm. And it was to basically figure out, you know, people, how, how empathetic people are or whatever. Well, somebody ended up dead, and they bring in one of these guys who was part of this experiment, and he's super goth. And what I find funny about this is I have a... a I remember this episode now, I, okay. I had this kid who... The guy who plays this kid yeah. was in a show called The Secret Life of the American Teenager, yeah. which is a Lord. terrible, terrible TV show. Oh. But it was one of my guilty pleasures for a very long time. <laughs> and he played this guy named okay. Grant. I can, I, I, can, I can explain the entirety of that <laughs> show in one word. 
Sex. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Said exactly that way. Yeah, pretty much. S E G G S. Yes, yeah. sex. Yes, perfect. <laughs> but um, he, him, me seeing him in full goth gear with like gauges in his ears and shit just made me go, "What the fuck happened to you, bro? You broke up with Grayson. This is what happens, Jesus." But anyway, um, I see him and he's he's having a mental breakdown. The kid yeah. is actually having a mental breakdown because he was one of those those people in the yeah. experiment who went full out and mm. like tortured someone. And then he realized that he didn't actually hurt anybody, which was good, yeah. but it made him realize that he was capable that of it. That he had the ability to do this. I remember and, this. Yeah. And he like yeah. he broke down yeah. because of it. Like it, he's having a mental breakdown. And that's kind of how I parallel yeah. um Malfoy, oh, Malfoy yeah, here. Yeah. Because he realized that he was capable of this this horribleness yeah. and he doesn't like it. Yeah. Well, I mean it started when he saw Katie Bell back up and right, on her feet. Right. And yeah. he just started and he started to break. But he's it's it's because he's realizing that he did something horrible. Yeah. And he's having a very difficult time living with it. Yeah, and he has his ultimate break. I think in the next movie because mm. he's not a, he's not as hard as he thinks yeah. he is. Yeah. Well, it's not even that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so he's sitting there, and also this is the, I love the scene where Voldemort's walking around, and he's like, "I need a wand," mm. and he takes um takes Lucius's, uh, Lucius's mm. and he breaks it yeah. out of the um. Out of the holster that it's been in. Yeah. And we've seen this stupid wand be pulled out of his walking stick yeah. so many times that when he breaks it, I actually get a little happy. Because I was like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. This is what happens. Right. I was kind of thinking, are the wands somehow magically attached to the person? Because he seems yes. like he's going to die if somebody yeah. else takes his wand. Yes. Yeah, yes, sort of. kind of. But then later on... Harry loses his wand. Well, Harry, he, Harry's right. wand breaks, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but it doesn't like hurt his soul or anything. But right. he's unable to use his full potential because of it. Um, yeah, I was thinking that if uh, Lucius gets his wand taken, then is he gonna like die? No, no, it's not that way. It's they they explain it a little bit better in the books. The wand chooses you. You walk into Ollivander's when you're eleven years old, Ollivander. You know, kind of sizes you up a little bit, hands you a wand that he thinks might fit you, and if the wand likes you, it basically attunes to you. So mm -hmm. we, yeah, we saw it in the first movie where the first wand he handed him just kind of set shit on fire. Yeah, it's like, nope, well, not nope. that one. Yeah, that's for Seamus Finnegan. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So... And so when Harry's wand breaks, it's it's like losing a like an extension of your hand. It's like losing a finger. It's like, oh... I can still function without it, but I kind of miss it. Yeah. Like, and you can use a, a different wand, but, but it doesn't not, feel the same. It's not going to work as well for you. Right. right. It's not your wand. And uh, there is a possibility of wands changing their alignments, right. which does happen. Right. But that usually happens after uh, after a duel. Mm -hmm. um, and and it's, that kind of thing becomes important next movie. We will see when we get there. Yes. Right, right, which... That part I'm hoping is going to be as good as I remember from when I'm reading it and listening to it. But see, you know, it's when it, when we cross that, I will have my own little spiel with it. So Snape is at the you know at the table there and basically giving a reporting that the Order of the Phoenix was going to move Harry. 
He's no longer under the protection spell, and they're moving to a location that's going to be safe. The other thing they they know where is, he is too. Yeah. Well, that's just that's just Early. it. It's like they the the order thinks that mm. they don't have any leaks, mm. and then you find out that one of the people that's working in the ministry, yeah, who later on becomes the minister of magic, yeah, uh, is actually a Death Eater, right? That's been working with them. Yeah, and which that I cannot remember his name. They say it once, yeah. and he's only in one more scene after that. So. <laughs> Yeah, which... But the, yeah. the interim Minister of Magic, uh, Rufus Scrimger, yeah. is Bill Nye. Yes, yeah. I love this man. He's in the movie for two and a half minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to see you with Bill Nye. I'm like, okay, that's good. Yay, he's here. And I just kind of want him to explain something to me in a very easy, fun way. <laughs> he's, he's got such... He puts on such a strange accent. Yeah. But I it's... Didn't know, I didn't notice... It, it he's is. talking slowly he's like Scrimger at the beginning, the dude with the long hair that reads the will. Oh. That's, Bill, that's Bill Nighy. Oh. The British Bill Nye, not oh. the science guy. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that's why I was confused. I just wanted him to explain something to me really slowly and interesting and say, fuck it, the planet's on fire. Yeah, that, that would have been fine. It's because the planet's on fire, you assholes. He's got, he's got a squiggly beard. <laughs> but that's um, in another movie series. Yeah. <laughs> and when we saw this, though, that uh, where Voldemort confiscates Lucius's wand because they realize that his wand is powerless against Harry because they're wand brothers. Yep. And uh, and and you <laughs> so know exactly. Yeah, you like got that, yes, because I, I immediately think of Scrubs. <laughs> where they had that where the character of JD and the character of Sean who both dated Elliot like we both had sex with the same girl we're wiener cousins oh gross <laughs> <laughs> I am so uh, thankful all of my exes don't live in the same city oh yeah that's just, just so gross <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and, but it's just the long running thing of the bond that won't be broken Oh, God. So uh, that just that just still cracks me up. <laughs> and the only one who could deliver that line is Zach Braff. Mm-hmm. But but I'll get off that one here. Uh, At uh, you know so good, uh, the wands have the same phoenix feather core. Yep. Mm-hmm. From the same boar, from the same bird. So they can hurt each other, but they can't. They can't kill each other. They can't kill each other. At least that's what Ollivander told him. Yeah. So he's just rolling on, pretending that he knew this right off the bat, but right. it's just he's just he's just you know yeah. parroting what Ollivander yeah. told him, and Ollivander's not even really sure. He yeah. may be a wand maker, but he does doesn't really know. Yeah. Well, he tortures Ollivander enough, and mm-hmm. you see you know John Hurt who is getting hurt. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> he tortures Grigorovich too, which yeah. is like the. I guess Eastern European wand maker. <laughs> right, yeah, just to try to figure out what's going on. Even one of them's like, oh, hey, Tom. Yeah, you've been coming around. Oh, well, that's, that's Grindelwald. That's yeah. Grindelwald later yeah. on, which that's a whole yeah, that's a whole yeah. other That's a whole yeah. other thing that they don't even go into <laughs> yeah. at all in the movies. But there's a Grindelwald is a massive character. He's just True. not he's just not important right now. True. But he is a big, big character for Dumbledore, yeah. and it's that. But again, that's Dumbledore. <laughs> that's not something that they go yeah. into in this movie. They just kind of show him. He's an Azkaban too. Yeah. So now we find that on the way when they. Ca- I, I love the touching moment where like Hagrid's in the house and it's like, 
I took you here 16 years ago. Seems only right. Oh, seems only right. I take you away. And Maddie's, Maddie, uh, Maddie Moody is just like, uh huh. That's enough of yeah, this sentimental go. bullshit. Let's just yeah, move. That's good. Let's yeah. go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mundungus. I would say, like, Maddie and. <laughs> Maddie and Hagrid are like the two great. Like, it, it represents my own personality. And in a given day where I could be super sappy and, like, let's just go get this done. Right. Like, like that's just that's just me I'm in a general. Crotchety asshole. Let's yeah, just do I could this. be a crotchety asshole, or I could be really super sappy and mm-hmm. just a giant teddy bear. Nope, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. No, really. But I won Hagrid's motorcycle. <laughs> that motor that motorcycle was originally Sirius's. Yeah, and he had it re re rigged yeah. to be able to hold Hagrid because that that motorcycle is about the size of a Prius. It is. <laughs> Well, Hagrid's about the size of a Prius. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, for a half-giant and everything like that, I love to just do that, like, that little, that that beautiful motorcycle, an awesome sidecar, Mm -hmm. and I want to see that, okay, the fucking thing flies, too. Mm -hmm. I remember reading that, and it fucking flies. It's got NOS. I want to see this. It's got NOS. Yeah. It has a go go button. Yeah. I want to see this, and I want, I'm like, I want to fly this fucking thing. This is, this is so cool. So, there's a big, crazy action scene, and... Yeah. Uh, a we, great we get, action scene, and actually... We, we get the yeah. first the first of many people to drop dead in the yeah. coming two movies. We lose uh, Hedwig. And Mad-Eye. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mad-Eye, we find out in a minute. Yeah. we see Hedwig get blasted. Yeah. Hedwig t- takes the killing curse for Harry. Yeah. Mm. Which is some BS... Yeah. Hedwig should have been fine. Just fly away. You got stunned a little. You're okay. Yeah. Fly away. There, I fixed it. I, yeah. seen, I saw somebody who crossed that whole bit out and re- wrote in, and she was stunned for a moment, but she flew away. Fine. And alive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyone like, you know, we've all got a small animal here. Mm-hmm. So I look at that, and I immediately, yeah, well, Dan and Joss are checking on Pod Dog right now. <laughs> Who's asleep in a blanket? Yeah, yeah. Yep. he's in a blanket behind me. Remind me not to roll backwards too much. Yeah, because I will roll over him. Yeah, so I don't want to surprise him. Definitely, but no. the um, yeah, Mad Eye Moody is dead. Hedwig is dead. Um, it seemed kind of weird that Moody died off camera. Yeah, he he dies off camera in the book too. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. But yeah, yeah, George is a little stunned. (laughs) George is holy. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) the wide world of ear-based humor. And you, how do you feel? I'm ego saint-like. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Yo, saint-like. I'm holy. Holy. <laughs> holy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, when you go with, I'm holy. Yeah. <laughs> reckon I'm still better looking than you. <laughs> Which is also, like, part of me. Uh, in and, and at this point is when, uh, when uh, Bill comes in and says what happened to Mad Eye. Funny thing. Yeah. I was looking up uh, Bill earlier to find out who he was in Star Wars. Yeah. Did you know he's Mad Eye's son? Yeah, in yeah. real life. Yeah. Yep, like, I actually did know that. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
So during the prep, speaking of Bill, during the preparations for the wedding, him to the floor, the floor to floor, uh, to the core, um, the new minister of magic, uh, Rufus Scrimger arrives here. He informs. I had so much trouble trying to figure out how to pronounce that yeah. when I was reading it. Yeah. Scrimbagimbagamble. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to slow down spaghetti. for a second myself. Rufus yeah. Spaghetti. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So scrimmage crap <laughs> scrimmage crapshoot arrives here. Uh, he he informs Harry and Hermione that Dumbledore left the will, and he left his stuff. And he left yeah. to deliver it. Ridiculous things. Yeah, he which left the deluminator. Yeah. In the first book, they called it the put outer. Yeah, it's like you cannot tell me you had this plan from the start, Joe. You yeah. do, you did not. Yeah. No, that is some nonsense. Yeah, they called it the put outer in the yeah. first book. Yeah, which, which is funny, but it's funny because it's the very first thing you see. Yeah, in mm. the very first movie. Yeah, is him using it. Yeah, because he turns off all the lights in the street with it. Yeah. Well, I was kind of disappointed that it wasn't what I thought it was going to be because I a long time ago I had this idea wouldn't it be cool if they had like reverse light bulbs that cast darkness instead, but this just sucked in the it just sucks the light out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Out of, like the power or something goes into the wand and then you can put the lights back. Yep. So if you want to shut all the lights off in one area very quickly, it works. Yeah. But it seems uh, well that's specific. Yeah. It's a really cool toy. I have this Somebody toy. Somebody please invent a reverse light bulb. That yeah. would be cool. A dark bulb. Yeah. Now, Harry, uh, let's see. We have the Deluminator for Ron. Harry gets a copy of The Tale of Beetle and the Bard. Hermione, 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 gets, Hermione gets that bard. Yeah. And Harry gets yeah, the... Yeah, Harry gets the Golden Snitch. He first, he first caught in his first Quidditch match. And is bequeathed the Sword of Gryffindor. But nobody has the sword, so we can't. Yeah. Not just that, it's not actually Dumbledore's to give. No. Right. And it honestly, I kind of agreed with him there. Yeah. Even if Harry did did require it right yeah. now for what he's doing, sort of Gryffindor is for a Gryffindor who is worthy to wield it. Exactly. And most need. And the most now, need. Now, here's my thought on this, though. If we don't even know at this point that Hogwarts is going to exist, mm. because it's mentioned that the new um, head of Hogwarts is Severus Snape. It's not till later, though. Yeah. At the moment, everything's still up in the air. But it is still. But we don't know what's going to happen. Right. You know, like, the, the school is ripped apart. Dumbledore is gone. The, mes- the Ministry of Magic is going crazy with right. it. Um, you know, we have, uh, everybody back into place. I mean, this is one of those Minerva McGonagall's not even in this movie. No, I know. It's very sad. At all. At all. And so it's like, it's one of those that's not even in the school. Right. At all. So we don't know any of it. So who knows whether there's even going to be a Gryffindor house to even, even do this. It's more of a, yeah. I think at this point, at, at least at that point, the school is still in existence. Regardless of whether or not yeah. it's open, it's still in existence. And everybody who's gone there, who is still alive, is yeah. still in their houses. So regardless of anything, you were put in your house. Yeah. And you will always ask, what house were you in when you went to Hogwarts? Yeah. And you will always say, whatever house you were in, because you're proud of it. It's, yeah. it's part of you. So I never thought to look, but I can imagine the, the house cup things in the back. It's probably just entirely green and the other three houses have nothing. 
<laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, the Great Hall is with the green flags. Yep. At this point. Billion yeah. points for, for Slytherin. You walked in a straight line. Yeah. Five billion points. <laughs> oh, yes. But my, <laughs> my point is, you are still, no matter how old you are or yeah. where you are, if you've gone to Hogwarts, you are part of your house. So if you are worthy and you require it, the sword will show up for you. Fair point. Okay. Fair point. Is that I looked at it a different way. I think it was like a student would show up for it, but you got a point. That's what I said. And it happens. I don't want to spoil anything, but at the very, very end of this book, you know, you've got a child who is very concerned about what house he's going to be in. Yeah. And you know that the three mains are very proud Gryffindors and always will be. Right. And they always will be Gryffindors because yeah. that's the house they were sorted into. Right. So. Right, yeah. I, okay, okay, fair point. Because I'm thinking about it a different way, but mm-hmm. no, that's a good one here. So, let's see, where are we here? The, um, oh, news arrives during the wedding that the minister has fallen and Scrimshaw <laughs> Dribble Drabble is dead. Scrimshaw <laughs> Dribble Drabble. And skibbity beep. Skibbity. <laughs> well, there's also, right before this, there's a scene where Harry. Harry had read uh, an article in the newspaper about um, Dumbledore's secrets being revealed by Rita Skeeter. Yes. And um, Alf, what is his name? Alpheus Dodge? Yeah. Alpheus Doge. Doge. He, um, he is Doge. He, uh, so Doge. Do you have a currency? <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he wrote a, a article like remembering Dumbledore. Yeah. And so Harry wants to talk with him and he finds out a lot of information about Dumbledore that he had no clue about. Yeah. And he had someone, some lady who, do we even get a name for her? <laughs> it's just some old lady yeah. sitting at another table going, did you even know him at all? Right. I'm sure she's like, named, but I'll be damned if they said it. I'm sorry. Guess what? I know some people who I'm fairly, you know, friendly with and I'm, I'm, uh, comfortable with and I'm friends with. Do I know every aspect of their background? No. no. You know their poop schedule? No. No. <laughs> so you know But I'm sure Rita Skeeter wrote about Albus's. I'm yeah. sure. But my point is it's like, do I know these people? Yes, I still know them. Yeah. Do I know their entire childhood backstory? No. So no. what the fuck are you talking about, bitch? Yeah. I'm sorry. I got no. a little I got a little annoyed at that. I'm like no, I- well, but, when you think of it, Rita Skeeter, I still have never, I never found out exactly who she is, but Rita Skeeter was written when Just Kidding watched an episode, uh, something on Fox News in America, and she based it after one of the anchors. Gosh. And now she loves them. Yeah. So it just, it showed me, I'm like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. It makes a lot of sense to, well, what if they did this? Well, she's, sorry, we're just asking questions. She's she's a sensationalist. Yeah. Just like everything else in, yeah. in that type of media. Yeah. It's sensationalism, and you want to bring out as much as you can because it's going to sell papers. Exactly. It's going to sell yeah. whatever you're trying to yeah. sell. It's it going leads, to... it leads. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. As Nick Offerman says when he talks about the TV industry, mm-hmm. and he talked about how Parks and Recreation was made, he said, in reality, you sit there, you go for a role. They're really concerned, can your face sell toilet paper? That's true. If your face can wipe somebody's ass, you're good. <laughs> You know, like, and they don't really care about that, and that's the problem with it. But it just, it, it's, 
I wanted to see more of Rita Skeeter, which does get me like on the side of wanting to see a serialized, um, like Netflix style show, one well, season per book. Well, it's Your coming. Luck. It's yeah. coming. It's coming. I know. I know it's there, but I, I just, like, at first I was like, okay, like this, the seven, and, and I'm gonna save some of this for my my rent over the at the end of the next movie. This is why this is superior to things like Star Wars, you know. Okay. But but the fact is, is you know, you want to dig and you're aching for more, and that's fine. I I can but, I, yeah. I can say a lot about Star yeah. Wars like that. Yeah, there's there's oh, but I'm very specific there. things why Harry, the Harry Potter you know stories are better. Mm. You know, very specific things in my opinion. But this is where like you want to see you want to see things like this explored a lot more. Yes. Like, you can have one episode all on Rita Skeeter and learn all this. Mm. You know, as much like, you know, we were talking about Bones earlier, where it's like there's a couple episodes where suddenly it's all about Jack, you know. Hodgins. Yeah, Jack, Jack Hodgins and, you know, Angela. Right. You know, just kind of getting into that and like, okay, you know, that's interesting. Right. Or you coma dreams or things that explore That more. freaking coma dream, man. Yeah, yeah. That freaking coma yeah. dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, other things that just come up. Like, or, like, or they go into the past and are suddenly yeah. a noir film. Okay. Right, yeah. Yeah. Wait, are we talking about Archer now? No, no, <laughs> no, because you and I have been binging Archer. It's a similar path, but no. Bones. <laughs> Phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they did a coma dream, too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they did. Seeley's yeah. been a while. Seeley yeah. has an entire dream where he's married to, uh, yeah. he's married to Temperance. Yeah. And it's, it's. It's yeah. a thing. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that was one of my favorite episodes. It's actually. a really good episode. Yeah, yeah. that and Bones One Hundred. It's still good. Um, so there you go. When you know the Death Eaters are here, so Death Eaters attack and um, attack the wedding, and Ron, Hermione, and Harry escape to Number Twelve Grimmauld Place. But there is a great scene where they get attacked at a coffee shop. Oh, I, okay. So I love the scene where where they're like walking on the street, and Ron is like, "Where the fuck are we?" Yeah. And, and Hermione's yeah, Ron's, like, "Ron's the odd man out at this point because yeah. he's never been to Muggle London." Like aside from aside from the he does he's not, other than going aside to from the, the platform, train station he has not been yeah. in Muggle world at all yeah so he's walking around going what is this yeah and she's like we have to change and that's when she comes out with her bag of holding yeah and um, <laughs> oh, that would be the books um, <laughs> but she uh, she grabs all their their clothing to get them changed and they go into a coffee shop and the lady comes over and she's like coffee and uh, Hermione's like a cappuccino and yeah. Ron just looks at her and she's like. The fuck is a cappuccino? <laughs> what she what said. She said. <laughs> it's like, what? And then, then he starts complaining about his jeans. Right. These jeans, not my favorite. <laughs> and I'm just like, you're being picky right now? Seriously? <laughs> and, you know, I related to Ron at that point because somebody like me who I you know, just parallel into a couple of worlds mm. where I work in the medical field for a day job and then I do martial arts and personal training on the side. Mm -hmm. So the majority of time I am wearing gym clothes or wearing medical scrubs. Yep. Most of the Crocs. time. So, and wearing Crocs. They're so like, I am right now. 
But, you know, or any of that. So, I mean, for me, wearing jeans and a t-shirt, I am I so out of it. this world. I'm the same way. Yeah. I, I never, jeans. Yeah. I never wear jeans. I, right. I work in a semi-professional, you know, field. Yeah. Yeah. So, all of my clothing is either pajamas yeah. or... Uh, like quasi office dress up clothes. Right. I don't own a pair of jeans. Right. Yeah. So wearing a pair of jeans to me is just like, what is this? Whereas he, I consider it a treat because <laughs> I'm either wearing a polyester uniform or pajamas. There is no in between. So when I can actually wear like normal people clothes for once and go somewhere and just be like, I'm not wearing polyester. This is amazing. I consider it a little treat for me. <laughs> I but sadly, jeans. the only place yeah. I go out to lately is Walmart. So. Yeah, I get, yeah, I get why you hate jeans. I get it. Really, because they're stiff and yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, like why yeah. do people think you they're need, so comfortable? You need to get a soft pair of jeans. There are I had yeah. stretchy pants with a pretty pattern. I had a pair of jeans that had stretch in them, and they were super soft. They were like a made of a soft type cotton, yeah. the type of denim. Honestly, they were wonderful. Yeah, where did they went? I don't know. But yeah. they were great. Yeah. But yeah, I I have owned comfortable jeans. Would I sleep in them? No. Oh no. I was saying the main oh. reason I don't wear a pair of like you know colorful tights is because nobody wants to see me in tights. No. <laughs> no, they like pajama pants. Yeah. Or whatever the hell I wear when it's not pajamas. Sure, workout pants, stretchy pants, know. or something. But you know, it's still like I I agree with that. I mean, there is times if I ever have to wear a pair of jeans, it's like trying to put a costume on a cat. Right. It's like I don't. I'm not yeah. comfortable. This yeah. is not how I am. This does. This doesn't feel right. Right. So, that I, I get all that, but that, like, was there a straight point, like, when they're in that coffee scene and they kept, like, the Death Eaters and they're, they, they, you know, they take them down and, you know, they take them down, but then they get kind of mafioso for a little bit? For real, like, oh. Um, we should kill them. Like, yeah, like, Ron, Ron specifically is like, let's just fucking end this here. Yeah. And she's like, Ron! He's like, what? What? You know I'm right. What? They would have done it to us. Like, he's just yeah. like, let's, what do you want to do? Yeah. And yeah. Harry's like, let's just wipe their memory. Yeah. <laughs> and Ron looks at me, he's like, you're the boss. And then just yeah. walks away. Yeah. <laughs> and it just picture like a Sopranos scene. For this real, point, huh? yeah. Oh, oh God, God, wait, let's kill him. No, 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 no. If we go ahead and kill him, they're going to find out we were here. They're gonna find out we were here and do that. So let's just wipe their memories. Swipe it. Okay, boss. Let's go ahead and do that. Hermione does it, but she's got this huge grimace on her face because she's like, "They were gonna kill these guys." (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Harry would have cared, and Ron was just like, "Let's just fucking do this." (laughs) (laughs) They're like, "Ready?" Yeah. And so it just, yeah, but you're right. It does turn into like yeah. the three of them turn turn a little into, into gangsters. Yeah, yeah a little like, <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah. I want to know what kind of powerful headphones the uh, barista was wearing, <laughs> right? To <laughs> not hear all the crashing and right. Oh, leave. How loud were her, was she, how loud was the music, man? Right? And what was she listening to? Yeah, like. <laughs> It was the 90s, so probably the Spice Girls. Yeah, okay, was, I actually brought up something. There is a scene later on where Hermione and, and Harry are having a discussion, and Harry makes an arm movement that's kind of like, yes! And he's got both of his hands, yeah. like, and yeah. he just does the, the whole... Double and I was like, that's yeah. such a fucking 90s yeah. like thing. Yeah. And I was like, but then I'm like, wait... This is supposed to be set in the 90s. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Where are the Tamagotchis? Right. 
They, right. well, it's this the magic is, world. They don't the magical have... world. Tamagotchis wouldn't work. Like electro in the books, they explain that electronics glitch out in like Hogwarts and stuff. Yeah, in around like, magical cell stuff, it doesn't aren't, aren't, aren't a thing. It doesn't. Yeah. It just... doesn't. Well, cell phones at the time weren't a thing anyway. <laughs> Even like today, yeah, would, no, cell wouldn't phones work. wouldn't work at, at Hogwarts. They would just kind of spaz out. I, and you just gonna send I'd an owl. Fucking die. Yeah. When I was, how did I live as a child? Yeah. Like how did yeah. how did this work without? We my were phone? bored a lot. We yeah. were bored a lot. Yeah. I read a lot of books. Yeah. Like. I, yeah. I just I, think about it now, and it's like, how how did I live? Yeah. Yeah, I I think the same thing. Yes. Hey, here. So they're at the Grimmel place here. While there, they realize that Sirius' brother, Regulus Black, is the RAB who stole Slytherin's locket. Yep. And there's a really powerful scene for me, and it made me think of what you said last time. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't be anywhere without Hermione. True. You know, where she does the... We won't last two days without her. Yeah. Don't Don't tell her I said that. Yeah. And where they, you know, where they did the reveal of spell, and they they realize they're alone, mm-hmm. you know, and then it pulls back, and there's the darkness. I'm like, ooh, they did that very well. Mm-hmm. They did that very well because I remember hearing that in the audio book, and um, and I I will say it again: there is a narrator, Jim Dale, who does this, mm-hmm. the official Harry Potter audio books and Audible. Get those. How the fuck does he do three voices all at once? <laughs> and from what I'm, what I understand, he did large chunks of the book just himself, no edits. Yeah, nice. And just bouncing around, it's like a Mel Blanc type thing. But how he can go from a Harry and Ron to Hermione and back and not even bat an eyelash is amazing. Amazing, but seriously, look it up. It is worth it. Props to this dude. Yeah, it is really worth it. But apparently, he's a middle-aged man too, which is really bizarre. But yeah, I love it. So they find there from the he stole the RAB stole Sal, Salazar Slytherin's locket from Voldemort, but local think Mungus Fletcher later sold it to Dumbledore Dolores Umbridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. Who is back? Oh, she's she's in this movie. She's back, and she is still not a Death Eater. She's no. just evil. She just agrees with the uh, yeah. with the, with the dynamics. Yeah. Magic with Nazi. The, the, the magic Nazism. Yes. Yeah. Because not remember, not everybody in uh, in 1930s Germany was a Nazi, but yeah, they did benefit. They did benefit from. The Nazis doing their thing, and that's right. exactly what Umbridge is doing. What here. I find yeah. funny, she's like the head of of what is it, um, uh, education reform. Yep. Um, but she's also the head of finding um, uh, pure bloods, yeah. or whatever, and going through yeah. like lists of hunting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which I'm like, ew. She's just she's just fucking perfect for it, but yeah, ew, just fucking ew. You know, you you just said it really makes sense. It is witch hunting because I didn't even put that together mm-hmm. that what she is doing is trying to sort out all the half bloods. Yep, and really, and it, yeah, yeah. And me, I had a half blood Muggleborns and trying to get the pure bloods in there, and I'm like, wow, and she's that, u- she's using yeah, she's using Mad Eye's eye yeah as a surveillance yeah thing, and that like. 
They don't really go into again. They don't go into it in the movie. Yeah. But that's just that's basically grave robbing. Right. Is what she's done. She's torn this magical artifact out of this man's head, and she's using it for her own purposes. Yeah, I right. wasn't sure if it was the same one or it, if it was. It is. Yeah. It is straight up Mad Eye's eye. Or if everybody just uses this. <laughs> yeah, and I might have mentioned it in one uh, one other episode, but if you do look up. Um, a great sketch from Key and Peele. They do What If Harry Potter Was in Public School. Yeah. <laughs> it is absolutely amazing. And uh, Keegan-Michael Key plays Mad-Eye. <laughs> it is it's just funny, period. Oh, that it, guy, that yeah, dude is just he hysterical. He didn't even have to say a word. No, he just shows up like, and he really, like, he <laughs> did, like It's something I think we've got to explore off mic yes. a bit. But it is really, really damn great. Um, so Harry, Ron, and Hermione infiltrate the ministry to recover where they, where they, they recover three people, uh, get a polyjuice potion the on them. The best part is, all of, them out and take their identity. All of these people are in separate, completely yeah. separate departments, and none of them interact with each other that well. <laughs> like, you've got the guy that Harry takes over, who is actually a bad guy. Right. He is standing in the picture yeah. with um, with the Death Eaters and everything. He is on their side. Mm-hmm. That's the guy that... that he's, I think, what did she call him? What yeah. was his name? I can't remember. But um, you have him. Then you have the guy that Ron gets. <laughs> who is another redhead, which I'm like, is he a Weasley? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, right. Um, well, it helps tell who's oh, no, disguised as who. Absolutely. But he gets him, and he's got a whole load of problems going yeah. on right now. This so me, you know, my wife. Yeah. Ron, you don't have a wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I had dep- I had my head cannon. It was depressed brawny man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like in some universe where the brawny man or you know, the model for the brawny man didn't get his big break and had to go back to insurance salesman. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> and a distant cousin of Al Bundy who also like it's like down the like down the hallway in the mall from the insurance from the shoe store. Yes. <laughs> like Oh Lord! <laughs> right below Lionel Hutz, I can't believe it's not law firm. <laughs> like, like I just, oh man, I could go on headcanon for that. Wow, that that's the yeah. that's the worst dirt mall ever. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but then you get the woman that that Hermione gets. Yeah. I think she's just supposed to be a secretary. Right. I think that's what she's supposed to be, and she just she's just sent places because yeah. she gets sent to go. With Umbridge. Yeah. And weren't you going downstairs? Yeah. Uh, Yes. It's still raining in my office. Uh, What do you want me to do about it? Have you tried an umbrella? umbrella. And then then (laughs) Arthur says it, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're Weasleys. (laughs) You can tell where Ron gets his uh, (laughs) his weight from. (laughs) Tell him to try an umbrella. Yeah. They're being chased by Death Eaters, and there's the chaotic exit, but there is one of my favorite scenes here where Harry's revealed he's in front of Dolores, they get the locket, which is around her. Now, this is my thing here, um, where we see it, but later where Ron and Harry are wearing the locket, and I'm just going to jump a little bit, but um, I'll get back to where we were. But where you have the locket, where you have a horcrux on you, it it, it, it 
accentuates the evil. Oh, yeah. Makes a lot of it. Asshole. Yeah, that basically, but it, it brings out the evil and brings out the angst of the person who's around it and everybody else around it. It also pulls out every yeah. insecurity that you have yeah. and intensifies it. So, when so it, just my yeah. brain on any given day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's you without medication. Yeah, but when you have, yeah. But when you have that and when you have it around them, it brings out the, you know, Dolores Umbridge is terrifying already. Yeah, it just makes her worse. But brings that out to the point where she's separating the muggles and separating this. And if I remember right, there was something about it in the books in book five where she said to Hermione that muggles aren't that bad. And, you know, or something where she does, she didn't really have a she problem have with a, it. That's the thing. She didn't yeah. have a problem with, with, as far as I remember, yeah. before this, she didn't have a problem with witches and wizards being muggle-born. That yeah. was never an issue. She had issues with other magical creatures. Exactly. Try, like, um, like she centaurs. didn't like children. Yeah. She doesn't like children, which, yeah. you know what, honestly, it's I fair. Get. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I do. But, um, yeah. but she... She didn't hate people because of their, you know, their status. Yeah, yeah, from from where they were born. Like she, that was never an issue. It just gets exacerbated. Exactly. With with the Horcrux. Yeah, with Salazar Slytherin's locket. Yep. So when you see Ron with it, and Ron gets more intense and intense, he's got the locket around him. This is the thing with the Dursleys. And this is the fan fiction that has your the head cannons that's come out on Pottermore is they are so angsty against Harry because he is a Horcrux himself. It's, I can understand it to yeah. a point because if that were the case, then both Ron and Hermione yeah. the entire time probably wouldn't have been around Harry as much as they have been, and they spend the most time with him. So, but they're all and it's true, true. But, um, yeah. With now, he's been with them for uh, eleven years, nonstop. Right. So I think part of it might pull out some of the some of the animosity towards him. Yeah. But I don't believe that it's solely the case. Like Vernon is just a terrible person. Petunia Petunia has her own insecurities and uh, inferiority complexes. And Dudley didn't know any better. And Dudley didn't know any better. Yeah, Dudley's just kind of running along and he is spoiled and he is a part of that. He's raised that way. Yeah, he is a part of that environment. That's why I think at the very end when he and Harry say goodbye, that it shows character growth in him. Agreed. Because he realizes that... Everything that he's kind of been brought up and taught wasn't necessarily yeah. the way it's supposed to go. Agreed. He's understanding and, more and more. And, you know, he on. is an angsty teen, he's a teen too. Here. So, I mean, he is going to say stuff that he doesn't necessarily mean. Right, of course. Or doesn't really say That's that. That's why I said that his his growth there is, is you know, you can see it. Yes. Yeah. Um, the other two, yes, I think maybe part of it might have been because Harry is part of a Horcrux that yeah. he didn't know about. But it doesn't affect everybody the same way. Yeah. Agree. I, I agree. I agree with you. And here's my thought. And so there are incantations on the Dursley's house mm-hmm. that, you know, that um, uh, Albus has put on the house there. Right. There's, there's... There are, and protections because until he's 11 years old, 
I think those incantations, in my own opinion, trapped everything there, so you're living with the Horcrux in a bubble. Sure. And then that intensified everything. So same as a the Horcrux around the neck. Yep. Right there, right right at the heart. Yep. I think that's what intensifies that. Fair enough. You know, but but you know, that's my own opinion. I mean that stuff there, but I think that explains because I I do think um you know, Vernon, in general, I don't think he would have been that bad if this situation didn't play and come into play. You see, I don't know about that yeah. because it's it's not it's actually kind of a standard trope yeah. in a lot of these types of stories, especially right. fantasy stories, where you have that one person who is just a terrible person. Flat out, just mm-hmm. a terrible person who treats other people like objects yeah. and things to get themselves ahead. Yeah. And these people do actually exist in the real world. Yeah, they do. And yeah. I just believe flat out that Vernon is just a terrible person. And they, she kind of used that trope in a, in a way that, yeah, it's exactly the way it's supposed to be. He has no respect for anybody but himself. That includes his wife and yeah. his son. He's going to be proud of his son until his son does something to fuck up. Yeah. And then he's going to be the yeah. worst That's thing in the wrong. world. Yeah. Like, yeah. if his wife does something wrong, she's going to get yelled at. Yeah. Like, it's there is no give and take with this man. He is all take. And with, uh, and with Harry, with them, he's been the, the butt of it. But yeah. 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 I just think with Vernon's character, by himself, he is just a terrible person. The, okay. guy, who played, the yeah. guy who played Vernon is supposedly was a, like a super sweet, man. sweet dude. He was like a super sweet man, apparently. Oh. Like, not not at all like that type of character. Yeah. But that character, I do believe, was just terrible. Yeah. Petunia, Petunia had her own issues that she really needed therapy for. Yeah. And Dudley is a product of his environment. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, with the chaotic exit <laughs> that happens, where they get this, he stupefies... Of Dolores Umbridge. Remember, because I'm a, I must not tell lies. lies. As his face is reforming back to his own. <laughs> Holy shit, it's Harry Potter! And then, and, kablamo! Yeah. Alec kablamo. And I'm like, oh, that is so fucking good. It, it's, that's the satisfying, yeah. like... Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 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 Um, I remember I remember someone like mentioning in the book somewhere, someone mentions that Dolores still jumps and people in the in like the ministry would walk up behind her and make clip clopping sounds. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they did that. Well that uh I thought that was in the school. Yeah. Where they did that to her. Was I mean, that at, was that she, at the ministry? I assume it was at the ministry because she's no longer at the school after the, no, when the she centaur was, thing. No, when yeah. she was when she had gotten it it's in the book, it's not in the movie. When she gets rescued or gets dropped back off at the castle while she was still there recovering, kids would walk around making click-clock sounds and make her jump because they would think it was centaurs. <laughs> is picturing Monty Python with the coconuts. Yeah, I mean, and if, if anyone deserves a bit of PTSD, it's like, give it to her because she, she's horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> when they escape and they go through this beautiful scene and you have the the posters uh, of Harry Potter flying everywhere. And the poor wife. Uh, yeah. The poor wife. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> <Wait, what? laughs> when he's changing back into Rupert's face and it's uh, well, she's but, kissing him then, too, and, has, and Hermione's back watching, like, oh. <laughs> 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 Well, then Ron just kind of like, 
Okay. Nice to have met you. Nice to meet you. Mary, take the kids. We're gonna. We have to leave the country. And then the other guy shows up, and he's like, "Uh, who's that? Who's that?" Uh, and she's just like horrified, <laughs> absolutely horrified. She looks like she's gonna and throw then, up. And then the, the thing I'm thinking is, well, at least their marriage is good. <laughs> like, like, it's like, like Reg would have been there at her side if they hadn't knocked him the fuck out mm. and stolen his clothes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like that. It's like she obviously loves him. Yeah, right. Right. But they start their journey, and there we get into the woods where Hermione just apparates them into the forest. And he gets splinched. Ron gets splinched. Yeah. I was confused because I thought splinched means you'd be like exploded in the middle of a wall. That's what can happen. He was lucky that it just got his arm. Mm. What happened to his arm? It It literally, if you don't, if. If you don't look at it closely, like this time, this is probably, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen this movie, but I paid real close attention to what it looked like. You can see the bone. Yeah. yeah. It literally tore chunks of his flesh yeah. off of his it arm. It's kind of, yeah, like the, his the whole shoulder thing just kind of grabbed his whole shoulder joint area and just kind of wrenched it sideways. Yeah. yeah. His, really his, violently. His entire shoulder is exposed. The uh, his, his upper arm is completely exposed. The bone is there. Yeah. And he's bleeding profusely. Yeah. yeah, I know that Hermione comes over and puts some stuff on him. Yeah, she had, I guess she had, you know, a medical kit, essentially, in the um, yeah. bug out bag. Yeah. yeah. Bug out bag that she's been preparing for oh, days and has everything. I missed to say it, but we get to see the, the scene where they flush themselves down the toilet. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. I was like, look, look, yeah. they were actually get in by flushing themselves down the toilet. Yeah. See? Yeah, and yeah, I think you Kaz and I looked and I'm like, oh Ooh, no. At least the toilets yeah. were clean and not like yeah. real public toilets. Right. You your commute is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of one person went in not knowing it had to go to the bathroom. That's what I'm saying, yeah. man. It's like it's a yeah. toilet, it's a bathroom. Yeah. I love how Hermione had to go into another one. Like yeah. it said women and she, Okay. <laughs> and she was there first. Yeah. So it's like, are the lines different in the UK? You're right. Do men just take longer in the bathroom? <laughs> like, because it's, it's it, the it standard. It depends if it, we found a good article to read or not. Yeah, right. It's, well, it's the standard thing where it's like everybody says that women take longer in the bathroom. No, we just have more clothes to take off. Right. Um, Guys only have to unzip. Like, it's it's. Well, what or about drunk. Who? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Aha, you got you there. You do, but then okay, but 90% of the time most people when they're out and about go to the bathroom to pee. Right. Unless they're having some stomach issues. Right. Cuz you're not just going to drop a deuce cuz you feel like it. Right. At least yeah, I yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's some things are specified at home. Right. Yeah. But um but most of the time, like, when you're getting out of a uh, a movie theater or something, yeah. you go to the bathroom, you pee. Yeah. Guys are usually out faster than right. girls. Usually. And yeah. that's why you, there's usually a longer line in the yeah. women's room than there is in the guys' room. Right, yeah. Well, and there's also, you have generally left less stalls just because of space. Yeah. Right. So now Most my brain to do you to do your business. Now my brain is going, well maybe there's more guys that work in the ministry, that's why it takes longer. Yeah. They're in like I, some kind of yeah. weird line. Yeah. Like, yeah. I kind of find yeah, I kind of find it funny. Well, it was see, like, that's, it was that's like that's a the, train station. That's the that's the British instinct to queue. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like what happened when the queen died. Everyone was in a queue for like a week and a half. Yeah. <laughs> there is actually there was a sh- the show last week tonight. Yeah. Yeah, John Oliver went into it. He's like, oh, wait, I just, like, the queen died. I just got into a line. Uh-huh. I don't know where it is. I went, I don't know where I was going. We all went got in a line. It's straight up a British instinct. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Japanese people generally do that, too. Like, if, if left to their own devices, like, Japanese people will organize themselves into neat lines. <laughs> That's how they get on the trains, man. True. True. It could be that and somebody shoulder checking everyone in and just hoping the doors close all the way. Yeah, but that's it's not like us around here. You get to a T man yeah. and you're getting on, you're gonna push people out the fucking way to get in that right. team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when you get in there, you're gonna manspread. Yes, you yeah, are. Right. Because that's that sounds like the world's worst uh toasted topping for breakfast. <laughs> it's like man's oh, Okay, it's you know made what? of meat. It's a little cheesy. Oh, it's Nutella. Meat? Oh god. <laughs> it's Nutella. No, it ew. Ew. <laughs> All the nut spreads just make things just so much more ugh. Well, I need to throw away the rest of the Nutella. Because now I can't look at it the same way again. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Just ew. But anyway, they escaped the Ministry of Magic. Yeah. Ron gets splinched, then he gets better. They and have then, a horcrux. But then they go on a journey. Then they start the arguing in the woods. Yeah. They go on a journey. We're going to go on a journey. Let's go on a quest. I'm going on an adventure. <laughs> but where? Yeah. Dunno. We have a whole bunch of forests go, around the UK. We're going to go find Lord Voldemort's Horcruxes. Let's go. And we're going to go on foot because yeah. they can't apparate right now. Right. So they keep moving on foot. So they're walking through the woods, wearing a Horcrux, arguing with each other. Well, they're all, um... They're all 17 at this point, Yes, right? all three of them are 17. Mm. So they could. Could? They well, could they, apparate, they, right? Yes. They, oh, no, all they're three not, of them are able to apparate. They're not apparating because Ron's injured. Yeah. And they're oh, afraid. Oh, if they apparate again while yeah. he's already injured, it could make it way worse. Right, right. They're okay. waiting for him to heal before yeah. they go again. So they're going on foot. Yeah. And yes. Harry's getting all, like, antsy and angry. But that's when, that's when Hermione goes, give me the locket. Yeah. Have a Snickers. <laughs> you when you're hungry. She's the one who should have been carrying the locket totally. Mm. She is the one who does not get as affected as they do. Right. Honestly, she should have been wearing it or having it on her person a lot longer or put it in a fucking pocket. Right. Like, why are you wearing it? Right. Right. And I... I think, you know, if they're sleeping in the woods or kind of going around like they want to know where it is. That I get. Yeah. But when you're up and about and when you're with people, yeah. like you don't need to Samwise this. Like, you, yeah. you share the burden. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also where they, they see the Snatchers and, you know, Hermione puts the, you know, puts the incantations around and yes. them in a bubble. I just yeah. like the whole, um, yeah. you know... He smells my perfume. She's like, well, I like your perfume. I think you should stop wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> And because the the locket is affecting Ron, he hears that and he assumes like, oh, they just went out and shagged. Yeah, I don't right. think he thought that, but <laughs> I mean, it's effective. But he was yeah. just like, they're spending a lot of time together. They're having like intimate conversations. The two of them are are you're standing too close to her. Back off. Yeah, six feet. Yeah. <laughs> you're standing with next to my woman. Yeah, pretty much. That's what the, the hell, man? That's that's. It's not right. Are you John Lennon? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I just said. I don't know why. <laughs> it storms into the tent before they can explain anything. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's 
mitigates the whole big mis- silly misunderstanding trope a little bit, but it still seems kind of... I would have shouted after him. We, we had, you know, um, yeah. Snatchers. We were trying to get away from Snatchers, you jackass. Yeah. But I don't like think that would have worked like, either. Calm your tits, jackass. You're right. I honestly right. don't think that would have worked either because Ron was himself at that point in such a tizzy. Yeah. We also get a scene where I told him, I do not understand boys. In a certain aspect. Okay. 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 Should we? Well, I'm going oh, to elaborate okay. a little. That's a level okay. ten social link. I'm okay. Yeah. So we'll get into it. Okay. So guys have a tendency. I don't. Girls don't have this tendency, but guys have a tendency to like to fight each other for fun. Like when you're horsing around. When you're horsing around. Yeah. Okay. And, and you know, occasionally it's like punch me. Let's yeah. see. Let's what? see how hard you can punch. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. Boys do this. Yeah. They'll look at each other and go, punch me as hard as you can. I want to see if I can take it. Yeah. Well, he doesn't count because he does karate. So. But all boys yeah. do this. Yeah. And it's all either, they're all adolescent males at heart. Yeah. And so, do they want to grow antlers? No, I don't know. But this is something they do. They'll say to each other, punch me as hard as you can. And I, I want to see I can if I can it. take it. And then they punch the other one back after they've been punched. And it turns into a fist fight. Yeah. These things happen. And you end up laughing in the end. Yeah. It's, it, but, but not always. Sometimes yeah. you end up throwing punches. Yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> so, yeah. Again, I don't understand boys. I don't understand this instinct that they have, but they do this. And they do this in the movie. Whereas they're, yes. they're hunting a rabbit... And they're shooting spells at it to try to hunt it, and they miss. And I think Harry's the one that misses. And Ron starts laughing at him, so Harry throws like one of those the curses at him, and Ron's like, "Oh, really?" And throws one back, and then they end up really throwing them it's like at a, each other. And it's, and it's a it's a fun little game at first until until, until it's, it's not. not right. And then that's when they both stand there and realize that they've gone a little too far, and they stop. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is up with boys? You played Persona they... 4, I... you know. Okay, so there's you a... and Yosuke. There is a scene in Persona 4 where your best friend punches you in the face yeah. because he's like, I really love you, but I actually kind of hate you too, yeah. and I want to hit you. And, and you're that's like, that's how you become bros for life. You punch <laughs> each other in the mouth. It's great. I don't understand this. <laughs> like training, maybe. It's not. He's not that character. <laughs> no, I mean not specifically training, but maybe. You want to test each other's metal? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but girls don't do this. Yeah. I have never I have never wanted to punch my friend in the face just to see if they could take it. Because then you'll get punched in the face. That's my point, but they don't care. Nah. It's the testosterone in the blood. It has to be. Because I don't understand it. It may be the testosterone, or might just be getting stuff out. Maybe. It, it, yeah. I, I just don't understand yeah. the whole, punch me as hard as you can. Let me see if I can take it. You're a bro. It's fine. I, or, I don't like, get it. Or, like, the giggling later. Like, <laughs> testosterone <laughs> does weird shit to the brain, okay? Yeah. I, just, I just don't Is get it. Is it basically a, a, a trust exercise? But, um, <laughs> I guess. It's like a trust punch. I just don't, I just... <laughs> A trust punch. That's yeah. that's a good way to yeah. put it. Okay. <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> me, yeah. me personally, I do not understand yeah. this. <laughs> I have tried. Most pic- of my friends are guys, yeah. and I still don't get it. I'm just picturing deer fighting over meat or something. Yeah. <laughs> or cats when they pounce on each other to practice hunting. Okay, that that I understand. But that's that I understand. Those are both. Both yeah. of those things are understandable because. 
It's like Mother Nature going, okay, this is like survival type shit. This is not survival. This is a, you're a friend and I want to hit you. I don't know. Maybe it's leftover caveman. It's got to be. It's got to be evolutionary. Animal brain, man. You can't say you've never wanted to slap someone. Oh, I have wanted to slap someone. Think about cute aggression. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so cute. I want to bite it. Yes, I do get that. Sorry, now I'm thinking about squeezing kitten and hugging. I'm loving. Oh God, I'm in Larry Road. <laughs> no, no, I take better care of my cat. I'm Larry Road. Oh, I saw. Our cats are still alive, so you're good. Yeah. I saw fan art of El, Elmira and Monty getting married. Yeah. It's just fucking weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, you know, I gotta say, you were slowly becoming Elmira. No, I don't like squeeze them to death. I mean, you can do. No, I don't. <laughs> I was telling you, Nudge doesn't like being handled so much. Her ears are sideways. His, his, his <laughs> eyes were out like that when we got here. <laughs> <laughs> I give her more space than you do, so don't you... Uh, she comes to me. I don't know. She, she comes to me, too. I guess she likes bear hugs. Yeah. <laughs> but then moves her ears to the side, which means well, she does Well, it's too much, I get in they back off. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, oh, but anyway, yes. Oh, yeah, so I'll tell you, there's attempts to destroy the locket. And uh, <laughs> throw, throwing spells at it, just jumping along, catches fire, doesn't do anything. But Hermione deduces this, and this is actually a pretty genius thing. Mm. The, you know, the Gryffindor sword can kill it. Mm-hmm. Because the it, you know it can destroy a Horcrux because it can impregnate it, it is impregnated yes. with Basilisk Basilisk venom. Mm-hmm. And that's because it, it only yeah. takes in that which makes it stronger. Right. So it doesn't rust. It doesn't tarnish. It doesn't anything like that. And I'm like, that's a pretty damn genius thing. So why does the Basilisk venom kill one of those? Because it's a huge snake, and a oh, yeah. snake is the signature of um of Slytherin. Slytherin. Yeah. yeah. Therefore. What it is is the only thing that can kill it. Oh. Kind of like the right. only thing that it can cut a diamond is another yeah. diamond. So yeah. how come another phoenix wand can't kill another... Well, if that Ollivander guy was right. Yeah. This is... Well, this is strictly for, like, the evil thing. It's right. not like everything does that. Yeah. Yeah. And... It's like, but, you can you yeah. can take one rock that's yeah. heavier than another rock and and crush that yeah. rock. But with diamonds... Take that rock... But with diamonds, you can't do that. Right. Diamond, you need another diamond, a specific same type of diamond in order to cut it. And, and yeah. Or lasers now, because we figured out that lasers can do But. Yeah, Yeah, but with the Basilisk thing, it's a good callback to book two. I figured that the, what the locket thing was trying to get him to do is to use that forbidden curse to kill it. They would have tried to, and yeah. it still wouldn't have done anything. Oh. Yeah. 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 Because I, uh, I kind of thought that's why he was having visions of, you know what to do. And... Nope, well, that's because no. he's seeing into Voldemort's mind again. Yeah. It's the occupancy yeah. thing. Oh, no. I hope yeah. he doesn't see him, like, pooping. No, no. I don't think Voldemort oh. poops. Oh. <laughs> he or just... it just comes out in yeah. one long, life-eradicating coil. Yeah. Just... Oh, no. It's a yeah. snake. <laughs> and it'll yeah. eat you. That's <laughs> yeah. horrible. It's like Nibbler. It's just it's dark matter. <laughs> Maybe he just kind of sits around sometimes, just 
eating a burger and watching the show on a on a hot magical yeah. hologram and just being like, I'm scratching my on pits. Putting his hand in his pants. Yeah. Like Al Bundy. Yeah. He's <laughs> having his Al Bundy moment. <laughs> now, like, yeah. There was something pretty interesting that came up, actually. A friend of the show, a dear friend of mine, Mr. Andrew Adams. And, you know, we were talking about the music and a lot of things that came up out, but um, why Voldemort doesn't have a nose. And before. Oops, got yeah. your nose, and yeah. it never came back That's because a, that, it was a spell. Yeah. That game got a little out of control. Yeah. <laughs> Things <laughs> have clearly gotten out of yeah. I honestly don't know why he doesn't have a nose. Like I know it's supposed to look like it's a my thought. They, oh, did they have the the ring and the diary mm-hmm. are destroyed diary, before yeah. he's reformed? So yeah. it's like it's taking pieces of him. That is, yeah, yeah. Part so of him is not coming back. So he's only got one ass cheek or something. Yeah. So he's, like yeah. he's like your grandma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, as we're talking about that, and there are things that you know we found out about, like we were talking about, it, like the music and things that are created. Some of the things are figured out. Like we were talking about, like it was inspired by uh, some music from Mortal Kombat, <laughs> and. Which Mortal Kombat was actually inspired by hymns from Finland. Sure, I can see that. Yeah. They were from Finnish hymns. Sure. <laughs> What's happening? Dan's having an existential crisis. Fini- Finnish hymns. Andrew, that's for you, man. <laughs> uh, I quit. <laughs> see, now I can... I because of, because of dark metal, I could definitely or and techno music. I, that's where my brain went because I I'm bad at these things. So my brain immediately went, yeah, I can see how that would work. Yeah, and his and he's just like, I'm gonna die. Mortal Kombat song is a finish him. Finish him. Finish him. Oh, see, it took me a while too. Victory. See, there we go. Thought you were talking about. Finland religious song. So was I. <laughs> see, so there I, we go. Okay, I have I've seen that I, I have, I've seen that joke before, and it, it pinged just a little bit, and I was like, yeah, finish. All right, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And then you said, I'm like, you son of a bitch. Uh, Andrew, I tried to keep uh, my ninja face, but I didn't do it. No, well, I did. We were talking about that. I'm like, oh, I gotta work this in uh, somehow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Would have been great if I actually got up and walked away just here. No, no, fuck it. I'm done. I'm done. Door slams. I quit. This is it. That was the end of it. <laughs> Dan's in the other room now. I'm having an existential crisis. Give me 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, where were you? Uh, oh, yeah, they tried to destroy the locket here. They do that and uh, the. Are you, oh, um, Harry touches the snitch to his lips, and then realize, you know, then they figure out it has sensory memory, but remembers. Oh, I almost swallowed the snitch. Right. That's the first thing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I open at the clothes. I open at the clothes. Yeah. Fuck does that mean? Oh, the secret message. Yeah. yeah. I Wait, open at the clothes. <laughs> what if it said, "Don't forget your oval tea"? <laughs> that would have been really disappointing. <laughs> what says that? Of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to the store. Oh, 
fudge. <laughs> I didn't say fudge. That's said different. the holy word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hermione noticed. Uh, Hermione notices a strange symbol drawn in the beetle and the, the beetle the beetle the, the bard and identifies uh, one of Luna Lovegood's father. Uh, you know, same identity, same thing. She notices triangle with a circle. Triangle with through. a line through it and a circle. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And what is this? Ooh, no. Who knows? Speak to me a second. Um, let's see. Many Harry. people have this tattoo. Yeah. Including my brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it on the internet. I saw it and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to consider it if I ever had a Harry Potter tattoo myself. My brother has it on his chest. Really? Yeah, over his heart. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Dylan's got a whole, like... He has all the Horcruxes on his arm. sleeve of all the Horcruxes, and he also got the dark mark without really thinking about it, because <laughs> he was, like, 18 and dumb. He's <laughs> just like, oh, wait, this means magic fascism. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Covered with a rose. I think he went to get, it, uh, get a Star Wars tattoo over it or something like that. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah. Harry's the the Republic one's up on his arm. No, he's getting another one. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So Harry and Hermione search for the sword and uh, and Godric's hollow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Ron fucks off because he feels that he's the you know third wheel to the two of them. To which Harry's like, "Dude, it's not like that." And Hermione's like, "No, it's not. You need to listen." He's like, "Fuck both y'all. I'm out here." Take this and and he leaves. So she ties a um, her scarf around the tree as like a this is where we were, and then they apparate away, and then she starts to cry. Um, Which is understandable. Why she oh does yeah, that absolutely. And... Like the, the, everything right in in this movie, I can justify. I just don't understand why certain things happen. Right. You know, because um, the next scene is the stupid dance scene, which I'm like. Yeah. I just, it, it just, Kaz made an excellent point. Uh, it seemed like they were teasing a love triangle. Right. Maybe she was reconsidering her feelings for Ron because he was being an ass. Yes. And and to me, it's just, that's just so pointless. Like, why are you trying to do this now? Yeah, she didn't seem to necessarily have a realization or something. Mm-mm. It was just Harry and her dancing. And then they get, you know, at first it's like kind of campy and trying to make, you know, trying to make each other laugh. And then, and then it turns like romantic, where he keeps like she puts her her head on his shoulder, and she he kind of nuzzles her in, and then when it's over, they split apart, and they have this look between the two of them that's like one or two seconds long, and then she turns away, and it's like they both feel very awkward. Yeah, it's like why this this entire scene is unnecessary, and as far as I remember, not in the book. So. It, it it did take me out a lot. Yeah, I was just why just it it didn't make any sense to me. The first time I watched this movie, it didn't make any sense. Now it doesn't make any sense. No. Um. So, but then after this is when we get to Godric's Hollow. They have yeah. the realizations that, and this is where we get the the yeah. arm movement from the nineties of yeah. him like, walking yes, behind right. Hermione, and Hermione's like, "But you have a point. I've been thinking we have to go to Godric's Hollow," and Harry's like. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The double fisted elbow fist, pump. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the but when they get there, there's a lot that comes back and I mean there it seems like just kidding was like 
starting to circle back here mm-hmm. and start to like remember these because there's about and I didn't count to this point how many pages there are yes. in total, but yes. I mean there are thousands of pages alone. You know, at least through the first six books. Mm-hmm. So it's like remember this? Remember? 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 Yeah. Remember this here? Remember this? And then going back to where, you know, where his parents died and mm-hmm. here are the graves, seeing James and Lily Potter's grave, which doesn't have much, and Hermione doing a really sweet thing of apparating a wreath onto there. I was just thinking, um, if you're worried about being chased back there, that... Yeah. There you go! There's yeah. a, you're leaving a clue for potential bad guys to find you. Yeah. Well, they well, don't you really ass- have a lot of trouble finding them anyway. You would right. assume that these, um, that going to your parents' grave would be something they'd be watching. Right. And snatches are pretty dim, you know? And, yeah, and, but you do see, you know, there is somebody who is watching. Yes, you get Bethilda Bagshot. Yeah. You know, invites them into her cottage and don't they she- find a photo of a young man. Though she, she doesn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't talk. Almost like she, she can't. Yeah. But she does talk. To Harry. Yeah. And you have to remember yeah. something. Yeah. Harry doesn't realize when he's speaking Parseltongue. Right, which is thrown right out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Harry does not remember yeah. or yeah. know that he's speaking Parseltongue. Yeah. Right. She and she's talking and the audience evil can ASMR. tell. Yeah. That, yes. The yeah. audience can tell that she's doing evil ASMR. But um It doesn't occur to Harry. Harry doesn't just, know because he's just, just talking. Yeah. And Hermione isn't in isn't there with him, so she doesn't pick up on it because she's not in the room. Right, right, and you know when they find out that the young man in Harry's dream was stole a wand uh, for wand from the wand maker Grunovich, uh, she turns into Nagini. Yep, attacks Harry, and they go through a, win- a window. Now, yeah, no, now knowing that it's Nagini, yeah, the fact that she is walking all weird is just yeah. like she's a snake in a people costume. Yeah. She doesn't know what she's doing. It's like Octodad. Yeah. <laughs> I love and Octodad. This particular scene is really important. I was on another podcast on the my Instagram podcast, Powering Possibilities. Yeah. And I with my co-host Michael, we talked about the documentary David Holmes, The Boy Who Lived. Okay. It is super important for anyone who has Max to watch this. David Holmes was Daniel Radcliffe's stunt double. Oh. Through the entirety of it up to this point. Oh. David so Holmes is now... like, badly hurt? Right at this scene. Ah. Is where he's bound there, where the stunt coordinator said, you know, it would look really better if we increased the PSI here. And increased it from 10 to 20 pounds. Jesus. No, you and do like maybe four. Not maybe not one. Double it. Yeah. It's like, no, no, so no. So no, it would no, look no. really cool if we did it. He got sucked back into a pad and broke his neck. Oh he, my God. He is wheelchair bound right now. This poor man. I mean, it is one of the documentaries that I was a fucking mess through the whole oh, thing I can watching imagine. it. Personally, for many reasons, my own right. I mean, the four, you know, three of us, three of you in the room wouldn't understand why. Right. But when you look at it and you go, oh my fucking lord. Like, and it's just the mention, you know, yeah, you know, they did something with the studio and they said, you're going to have to go through a legal bit, but we got the insurance, you'll be all set. He's set for life, he's fine. That's not the point. Yeah, but it, it really, really is. And it, it, 
I would seriously say watch this documentary. It is worth it. Just pay the 10 bucks for a month of Max and watch this and then cancel it. You know, or something, but if you're a really big Harry Potter fan, in the documentary there is a scene where <laughs> where they go into the lot and Daniel's like, okay, let's go ahead and, you know, so I want to show you something. And they go into the storage house where every single costume and prop is saved from the Harry Potter films. Oh, wow. And they, they're walking, he's with his wheelchair, and they're like, okay, and they find, it was like, oh, look, there's, there's your costume, this, this, David, hey, that's yours, okay, cool. And they find the sorting hat. <laughs> so Daniel puts the sorting hat over his head, he goes, oh, yeah, where the house do you want to be sorted? He's like, I'd like to be sorted into a new pair of fucking legs, but... <laughs> Thank you very much. And they go into these film props, but there's also, they have one of the original Batmobiles. Oh, neat. Earlier, and Daniel Radcliffe breaks the door handle. Oh, no. And it's in the no. credits where he goes, there, he goes, oh, God, I fucking broke the door handle. <laughs> I broke the Batmobile. Nobody filmed this. <laughs> There's Nobody's insurance, filmed. right? Yeah. Right? Nobody's the Batmobile didn't lost a wheel. Right? Yeah. That, mean, that means smell. the Joker got away. What yeah. the hell? It's just, it is generally, it's, it's really, you know, it's a tangent and a half, but it's really worth watching it. It really is just a genuinely good good story. We need Iron Man so, to yeah. make this man iron legs. Yeah. Like he does for Rhodey. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Apparently, that's not been Rhodey for a long time. Huh? Apparently, he's been a scroll for a mo- for a good chunk of time. What? Uh, yeah, Secret Invasion. Yeah. God damn it! They're uh, ruining everything. So, or the, oh, the Nagini fight here. Um, yeah. So Hermione identifies the man of the photo is girl at Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Yeah. Godric. Yeah. Yeah, not Godric. Yeah. Grindelwald. Uh, Gildred. Gildred. Gildred Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Yeah. That night, a doe appears. A doe is the Patronus that leads Harry to a frozen pond. Now, we know who that belongs to, but Kaz does not know who yeah. that belongs to. Okay. Yeah. You'll find out. Yes. Yeah, you'll find out. It's actually... It's spoiler! Yeah. It's a huge spoiler, yeah. so I'm not going to say it. Yeah. And, um, you know, it uh, leads to a frozen pond, and hey, look, there's the Gryffindor sword! Dun, 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 dun! And... Harry strips down and dives into the frigid water. Well, okay, so the first thing he does, though, is he does the Accio charm. Yeah. Accio doesn't work for anything. It never, ever works. <laughs> no. Accio tries it. Yeah. He tries it every single time, and yeah. every single time it doesn't well, work, save for once. Yeah. Does he try to stick with a string and some gum on it? I don't think that would stick in frozen water. Though <laughs> yeah. so it would be an Accio. Accio it would still sword. probably work better than, than Accio anything. Yeah. yeah. What he needs yeah. is a grabby, uh, yeah. a grabby sort of, stick. a grabby stick. He needs one of the, he needs an extendo grabby stick. Preferably with like, you know, a dinosaur head on the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Where he grabs that, I can picture just like one of those grabby claws, like the frozen water, kind of like the the, the sword's like a few inches off. Yes, he keeps grabbing the wrong end. God damn it! Yeah, no, you're terrible at this yeah. game. The magical lobster looking as hot. Pulls out a lobster. Yeah, it's uh, a lobster. Were, so, yeah. Uh, suddenly it's suddenly it's in Maine. I don't know. If <laughs> um, oh man, that's a rabbit hole I've got to lead through my brain later. 
Harry dives into the water, the locket around his neck tightens and strangles him. Okay, that was him. his dumbass who did he, that. Harry's 17. the fucking moron yeah. who did this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't wear it in the water, it's gonna kill you. <laughs> did, did he know? I mean, well, like, no, but is there something special about the water that... No, it's the locket. It's the locket, the locket itself is the locket itself is magical. It's yeah. been through all this shit. The best thing and to do lo- would be to not touch it as much yeah. as possible. Yeah, and the locket yeah. knows that the sword can destroy it, so it's trying to kill him before he can uh, do it. Yeah, it's trying to basically oh. do it its best to get away from the sword as much as possible, and it ends up choking Harry. But Ron comes in and saves Harry, and then they destroy the locket. But you get this really bizarre. <laughs> Again, another scene that is not in the book. Yeah, it's really, like, it didn't have to happen, and I mean, okay, all his fears, you got the spiders roaming around, and Rupert doing what he does best, act scared. Yep. Uh, here, and then a, a visualization of Harry and Hermione making out. Naked! They're naked, it's too! It's just like, what, why, why? 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 And I'm like, no, 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 no. Now, if the two of them had been, like, we don't need you, and then yeah. they're talking. What? But why are they making out for twenty minutes? Yeah. Like, what? What is? What was the yeah, point? Yeah. Just no, no. And no. both the actors have said later it felt really weird. Yeah. Well, she said she flat out said that it was just odd to make out with both of them, right? Because uh, she's yeah. known them forever. They've been friends since childhood, so it's just like, like they I don't feel want, like siblings. I don't want to kiss weird. like my friends from childhood either. So, we're cool. Yeah, I, I, I get that too. I get that. I mean, it's still, when Ron destroys it, and I'm like, okay, that's good, and everything goes away. Uh, but he explains that the Illuminator led him to their location because he heard Hermione's whisper. He says that to Hermione, too, which is like, I love how, how Harry is like, Keep talking about that. Yeah, keep <laughs> She'll going. get over keep it. Keep going. Come on. Keep, keep going. Keep telling her about yeah, that because that shit's romantic yeah. and it's cool. Dude, do it. Keep do doing it. it. And he's yeah. like, after that, Ron is just like, we need to go by what Hermione says for everything. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> Good advice. Yeah. <laughs> I, say Good we, advice. I say we vote on it. All, all, all in favor of Hermione. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just sitting back like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, God damn you, it's working. Fuck yeah. off. Uh, now, it reminds me of like when I, years back, I was a sales manager and I had, we, Kaz and I had just gotten married and I was conducting a meeting and I was teaching these two associates a few things. And one of them was a guy named Bill who was near 80, still working, and he'd been married forever. Mm. You know, and he had every job he could ever imagine under the sun, um, which was amazing and a cool guy to talk to. And then you had this guy who had just gotten married. He'd been married like two weeks. Mm. And this young kid in his early 20s, I put it as I remember, and we're talking about this thing and this running joke between me and this man, Bill, was called husband points. <laughs> like, you do something nice, you get a compliment, you get ahead, you get there, you get a husband point. You get a point, you get a point, hey man, you get a point, good for you, you get a point. This young kid goes ahead and he asks us, he goes, how many you get till you win? <laughs> You never oh. win. You know, both of us just, oh, my sweet summer child. The both no. of us just burst out laughing, and still to this day, it rings in my head. I don't even know if Bill's even alive anymore. Or is it there? He goes, you just stay ahead. 
You just stay ahead. See, see yeah. that just reminds me. I had a, a coworker a long time ago named Nancy, who also was older lady. Yeah. I think she at that yeah. point she might have been 84, 85. Oh shit! Well, yeah, she was. She was an older lady. She yeah. was my. She was one of my night crew. Yeah, and um, she would tell me at the time I was engaged, not to Dan. Yeah. Um, and I was I was actually going to move to Georgia. Oh wow! And, yeah, that stage. okay. Yeah, yeah, I was going to move, and um, she was telling me uh, to get married, yeah. not for love yeah. or anything like that, for security, <laughs> because if your husband died, you could get his pension. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking oh, but she's right. Like she wasn't. She wasn't wrong. Like it's and it, the best part was like, but that's not the reason I'm getting married. She's like, no, that doesn't have to be the reason, but it's a benefit. And I was like, that's the most practical bit of advice I've ever gotten in my life about marriage. It just reminded me of that. It's like, don't get married. Not about that. You can get his pension. And I was just like. Okay. Damn, I guess man. that's that. But she's, she's damn, not, she's not wrong. <laughs> damn. Oh, <laughs> man. What the hell? <laughs> oh, I want to remember and take a mental note of this because at the end of the next movie and in this, there is another thought I had. Okay. Like, on that exact, I'm going to pull this conversation, just blink a little bit, and just take mental notes of this here. Fair enough. You know? But but Harry, Ron, and Hermione, they're at the Love Good, uh, Love Good dwelling here. Uh, Which means they're close to Ron's house. Yeah. Because Luna said yeah. that they only live up the way. That's right. Which yeah. means that not only are they close to Ron's house, yeah. there is a good chance that Ron and Luna were probably childhood friends. Fair point, yeah. Fair point, they yeah. Were, they did not live far from yeah. each other. They learn what the Deathly Hallows symbol represents and what it is. And they have that many years before. And this animation is awesome. Yes, it's very good. It's it a storybook flashback. Yeah, a storybook flashback, which kind of looks a little bit like, reminds me of Samurai Jack. A little bit, A little bit, little bit yeah. yes. I, I like the fact that it's sort of um, very almost Eastern... Um, shadow, puppet? shadow puppets. I really like that. Well, is that, yeah. is that uh, Kabuki? Yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah. not Kabuki. No. Um, no, I was thinking of the oh, shadow no. puppets. Or is it no? Yeah. No, are yeah. you thinking of Bunraku? But that's not the shadow puppet thing. That is yeah. a puppet thing. To Google. Yeah, but I was thinking of like the shadow puppets as well from the new Karate Kid. I was thinking of it from a music video I know, yeah. but yeah. I was thinking of, I think it's the end credits of uh, a series of unfortunate events. Movie. Yes. Yeah, that too. That too. Good call, Fox. Good call. There you uh, so. Bun, bun Rocky, I guess. Half size life dolls to. Those aren't like shadow puppets. No, there's there's a. Caragas? No, that's turkey. <laughs> no, okay. this, this was. I'll figure it out. Yeah, um, yeah, like in the Karate Kid. Yeah, yeah. Like that, yeah. And. You know, the story of the Deadly Hollows is about three brothers, and just summarizing this one quickly, where they uh, each brother receives a prize that evades death, a resurrection stone, an invisibility cloak, and an elder wand. The elder wand. The most powerful wand ever known. And possessing all three makes one a master of death. Yes. 
Now... So how, why is this one so powerful? It just kills people? It just... It's it, a more it can powerful channels, wrong, It wrong. can channel so much more yeah. magic than anything else. I feel like... Is the magic system in the book more fleshed out than this? No. Not really. <laughs> not really. No, because then they get into how like, elf magic is different from uh, wizard magic. It's Yeah, it's not like you have... It's not like you're an NPC or a PC in a video game and your mm. mana just keeps going up every level and things like that. I think everyone... I, they don't even go into it, but I think it's like you can... You have the ability to manipulate magic and magic is probably all around you. Right. So you need a conduit for that and your wand is the conduit. So the stronger the wand... It's pretty it's good focus. It's, it, yeah, the, the stronger the wand is, the more magic you can probably wield. Yeah. And that's what... I, I believe... In a very basic term, that's how I believe that that's this is how it is. pretty good... This that's, is from years of webtoons. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I was just thinking of like that, in yeah. Guild Wars Two, if you have a scepter, uh, which is basically like a wand. Um, obviously, the higher, like you said, the higher your level is, the more power your wand will have against higher level enemies. Yeah, this, I don't think that's how that works in this. I feel like I said, no, I think I don't it's, think they're running around with hit points. No, they. I don't think they're running with hit points or mana. A mana pool. Because it doesn't seem like they run out of magic to use. It doesn't. It, it, you never see a scene in any of these movies where they are so tired they cannot wield magic anymore. Yeah. Well, so the game I'm talking about doesn't have like a mana thing. It's just like one of your many weapons you can use. I'm but there's cooldown timer. I'm thinking about this in more of an MMORPG sort of way, where like yeah. if you're a cleric or a mage or something like that, you gain a higher mana pool every time you level up. And when you regen, you have more mana. But when you run out of mana, you can't cast spells anymore. And it's not like that in this. Yeah, that's not what it's like in Guild Wars 2 either. It's Your powers have, like, cooldown timers, but... Um, yeah, like, in, in games like Final Fantasy fourteen, for example, you have... You have set, timers and mana. You have timers uh, and mana, and if you run out of mana, you will not be able to cast anymore. You need to rest in order to replenish your mana. It's yeah. kind of like playing D&D where you only have a certain number of spell slots per level. Once you yeah, run out of them... works like that. Yeah. Oh. So that's it's not like that in this world. In yeah, this it's world, just, it's just magic is there and you can wield it and your your wand is a conduit for it. Yeah, I just kind of wish like I, they would there would be any clarification on like, okay, you could do this kind of spell with... These wands, but this mega wand will do... No, basically, I think what this mega wand is, is it just intensifies all spells, and it probably... So you it can makes... explode it harder when you shoot your hot Yes, but you're probably more... You probably have more accuracy with it, too. So if you weren't really good at, say, uh, Cruciatus... Not Cruciatus, I don't want to go bad curses here. Um, Expelliarmus, for example. You weren't that great with it. With this wand, you could probably do it without issue. Like, Neville would not have any problems casting it all with the Elder Wand. Oh, I was thinking more like, oh yeah, instead of just disarming it, it blasts your opponent over. No, I don't think it works. I don't think it's that. I don't think it works that way. Oh, no. Or like, instead of lighting a candle, you make a giant fireball? That it might do, if you're not wielding it properly. Or if you're Seamus. Or you're Seamus, yeah. Oh, there was a... That's right. With in the camp thing, there was Hermione's fire. They accidentally yeah, right. it. Floaty. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wait, don't let her do that. <laughs> what was that? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Everything's fine. Oh God, I, didn't, I didn't just burn off my eyelashes. It's cool. Yeah. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. 
Now I can see why this is a ta- fa- is a favored tattoo. What the uh, the Death Eater the, the, with the uh, Deathly Hallows the Deathly Hallows symbol. It's so basic. Yeah. Um, and once you probably realize, pretty cheap to, to have done. Too. Honestly, my brother had it done by I think his father in law who was just learning how to become a yeah. tattoo artist, and he had he did it. It's just a triangle with a yeah. circle and a line. Yeah. It's not it looks that big like a, a deal. cat eye. Yeah. It's I I mean I can go into I can tell. Kaz, what it represents because it's not going to matter because it doesn't get brought up well, in the movie. They said it in the movie though yeah. that the triangle is the cape, yeah. the line through it is the, the wand, and the circle is the stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They said that. In the okay, yeah. it is brought up, but we do have it where. Um, no, that's not what the stone yeah. looks like. Yeah. The stone is circular. It's a D eight. Yeah, like legit, it's a D eight. Xenophilus. Uh, secretly summons the Death Eaters and hoping to exchange Harry for, you know, the kidnapped Luna. His name is Xenophilius. Yeah. <laughs> the exact opposite of what it should be. Right, yeah. Because he's so accepting of everything. Right. Isn't yeah. Xenophilia the opposite of that? No, yeah. that would Xenophobia. be xenophobic. Xenophilia oh, xenophilia means you is... love everything. Okay, so that's oh, right yeah. then. That's yeah. right yeah. then. I was, I, was, I was flipping it. So, yeah, but okay, yeah. so I get, well, still, Xenophilius, yeah. really, JK? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> No, she yeah. wasn't exactly subtle. Yeah. yeah. It's like latte all yeah. over again. <laughs> but I'm not going to go into that. Uh, so the three of them actually escape the Snatchers, but the Snatchers actually capture them later. During a vision, Harry sees an elder uh, Grinwald telling Voldemort that the elder one is buried with Dumbledore. Dumbledore! And this is one scene I missed from the book. I missed... The funeral. Yeah. And I, I really, really miss that. And I'm thinking it's, it is two hours and 26 minutes with credits, mm-hmm. you know, and you're not extended. And I mean, we are like, oh, shoot. And, you know, peel back the curtain a little bit. Kaz and I were like, oh, crap. We got about 10 minutes left. We got to watch. We see the last scene and it's like 30 seconds and there's credits. We're like, huh. oh, shoot. Okay. Like, like, yep. Nothing to uh, it. You know, like, okay, that's that, but but you why could have did, had a little time. Why did they give Dumbledore such a, uh, okay, here it is, kind of great Here's partner. your plot! Yeah. Because he was, okay, here it is, kind of a guy. Yeah. No, I mean, like, shouldn't they have hidden him somewhere? Why? No. So the wand wouldn't be... They didn't know no, They had the no wand. idea. Nobody the knows wand. it's the He never wand. told anyone. The only yeah. person who knew was Grindelwald. Yeah. Well, and there was a reason for it. Well, it was probably a powerful wand since he was a powerful wizard. Right, yeah. but your wand only attunes to you. Right. The reason that it gets used later on, there's an explanation that I'm not going to go into because I'll it'll ruin a part in the next movie. Right. But remember, the wand attunes to you, and the Elder Wand is specific. Right. The Elder Wand only attunes to certain people in certain ways. Right. Which is why when we were at Diagon Alley and I was at Ollivander's and I got mm-hmm. the Elder Wand and then the lady was acting really super surprised. It, yeah. yeah. It, there are certain, yeah, yeah. There are certain things that... Yeah. that uh, yeah, it'll make sense. Yes. So soon. It'll make sense. But with that, when it happened and all of a sudden it's like, oh, shoot. It's, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's... um. Also, what kind of spells did they use on him to keep him so fresh, considering it's yep. been like six months? Yeah. 
Yeah. Why wouldn't they have a spell? To... Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm just yeah. like, why? I mean, to be fair, he probably used them on himself beforehand because he was, what, 150, give or take? He pickled yeah. himself. Yeah. in <laughs> vinegar. Like, <laughs> he was preserved I'm by Albus. He was preserved by all of the candy. Yeah. Yes. All, all of those, Albus. all the lemon candy. What is uh, all the sorcerers like in lemon candy? It's yeah. a trope. It is? Yeah. yeah. I love the Lemon Jolly Ranchers yeah. that nobody at Dad's work wanted. I yeah. like lemon candy. Uh, but regardless. I want to back up a bit yeah. before we do that. Oh, yeah, 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 at Malfoy Manor. Ah, yes. You know, near the this giant important scene here that happens and many, many, many things are folded in very quickly. Yes, it's like they, they, they yeah. spent a lot of time in the woods and now let's rush the ending. Yeah. Or folded in quick. Bellatrix is strange. She's a snatcher here at Gryffindor because when they see that snatcher, he sees this, and Harry's face is really super puffed up. Yes, uh, Hermione. <laughs> Hermione blasts him in the face right yeah. before they get caught. With, yeah. a, with a, a curse. Yeah. The snatcher then sees this and sees Harry's scar and goes, no, 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 no. We're yeah, taking we're this guy out of the place. Yeah. No. You know, as you know, uh, soon as the snatcher has Gryffindor's sword, it believes that it was in Gringotts' faults. Yep. She tortures Hermione. Bellatrix Bellatrix yeah, here is is true Bellatrix. Uh she, she freaks out because she sees the sword of Gryffindor, which she she knew she, she knows had it's supposed to be in her, it's supposed to be in in her, her vault. Vault yeah. at Gringotts. Yeah. He she sees Hermione and Ron, who she knows. Yeah. And then she sees someone who could be Harry Potter but has a very swollen face, like yeah. she like someone who just walked into a stinging jinx. So they yeah. have, they have um, uh, Malfoy, Draco, uh, walk over and is like, is this Harry Potter? And he says, no. Yeah. yeah. He says, it's not him. Yeah. Now. He says, I don't, I can't, I, I don't I, know. I don't I know. Tell. I can't tell. So. They, he, he knows full well. He knows full well as Harry. Yeah. There's, there's a look between the two of them. It's written in the book, too, that you could tell that he knows who it is. And he says no. So they throw him and uh, and Ron into the dungeon downstairs, and Bellatrix starts to yeah torture Hermione. Carves mud blood into her arm. And in the prison downstairs, we meet Luna and Ollivander. Yeah, and, and Griphook. Griphook. And that, well, Dobby doesn't show up yet. Yeah, but I the, did. I gotta say something. Why does Bellatrix look like a, a messed up Elaine Bennis? <laughs> she you was know. there first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see her dance now. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. She got her thumbs out. Yeah. <laughs> thumbs up all over the place. Yeah. And then she started out as a writer here. That means uh, Mr. Peterman is actually is actually. <laughs> Baltimore. Oh. I was in the middle of a cave, Elaine, and suddenly this man came to me and took my nose. <laughs> but downstairs, they they come to a uh, a quick decision how to get the fuck out, and that's by you know distracting the guard. <laughs> well, and the guard is Wormtail. Is Wormtail? They don't go He's not into bright. it. They don't go into how he gets his. Mm. Uh, in the book, it's fucking brutal. Yeah. The silver hand that he's given strangles himself strangles, yeah. strangles himself to death with the silver hand that, that Voldemort gave him because he failed. 
When does that happen? It doesn't Not, happen. It doesn't on... happen in the movie. Yeah. It happened uh, in the book. Yeah. But well, they, yeah, it's they at the end of Goblet of Fire into the next one. When he got the hand, yeah. it's the end of Goblet of Fire. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the five of them managed to get out with the help of Dobby. Um, Dobby, who was, who was just randomly appears. Yeah, yeah. though in, after in he asks, after Dobby ex machina. After Harry asks a shard of a mirror that they do not set up and they yeah. do not pay off in this movie yeah, for help. Yeah. Okay, so the, the mirror actually is a bigger part in the books than it is in the movie. And you'll, get, so. and you'll get a bit of explanation for it in the next movie. But not really enough. Because Harry keeps seeing who he thinks is Dumbledore in this broken shard of mirror. He, every time he looks in it, he sees, like, eyes looking back at him. They're supposed to be blue eyes. Just saying. They yeah. aren't. But they're supposed to be blue eyes. A lot eyes. of shit is blue in this movie. I know. Well, except for people's eyeballs or green eyes when they're supposed to be green. But I'm not going there. Point is, in the next movie, it's fucking blatant that they used a kid who... Is probably a relative of somebody else because she does not look like Lily. Lily's eyes are green, not brown. Casting directors, right. um, just just being no, bitter. just being bitter about no, that. Let it ride. Let um, ride. But anyway, um, yeah, he sees he talks into the mirror and suddenly Dobby shows up to help them. They uh, manage to subdue. Wormtail get out and they see Bellatrix basically laying on top of Hermione. Right. And Hermione's screaming bloody murder. And that's because she's getting the word mudblood carved into her arm. Um, And then Bellatrix is going to kill her. Yeah. Um, And this is where a fun little fight scene, you know. A really fun fight scene. Yeah, yeah you're fun right. little yeah. fight scene. Um, yeah. <laughs> everybody loses their wands. <laughs> but I would say, too, this is where Dobby gets a little gangster. Dobby! Well. Okay, Dobby yeah. is so underutilized yeah. in the movies compared to the books. He had you're such right. a bigger role in the books than he did in the movies. You're absolutely yeah, sure right. Covered in socks in the book. Yeah. Okay, he's supposed to, right now, he is actually supposed to be wearing, like, three sweaters yeah. and hats and yeah, scarves. Yeah, he loves and clothes. Because he, yeah. loves he clothes. can wear clothes, he wears all of them. But all in, the, in this movie, he's only wearing sneakers, which Ron actually compliments, by yeah. the way, because he says sick trainers, by the way, and yeah. I'm like, oh, you like his shoes, that's really cute, why isn't he wearing any other clothing? Right. Yeah, he's right? still wearing a sack, that's not how it's supposed yeah. to be. Maybe it's just a pain in the ass for the FX team. That's what it yeah. was, probably. probably. They probably just yeah. wanted to use the same overlay. Yeah. Um, I think everything's so rushed, too. They probably already had a release date, and they, they had to get this out. They didn't, actually, because yeah. they were filming both movies around the same time. Oh, you're right. Um, yeah. So it wasn't that. There, it was, there wasn't a huge gap between It wasn't even one. just that. It was that they, were, they had to shoot certain scenes in certain places, so they were doing both at the same time. Right, um, right, right, so right. So yeah. it, it wasn't so much that there was a rush for this. I think they were just trying to get as much as they could out, and they realized that the runtime was getting too long. Yeah. So um, they did kind of rush this part, but uh, you do see Harry disarm Draco. Yep. You do see uh, Bem take also uh, his mom's wand. Yeah. Um, and Bellatrix's wand. Yeah. Like, they steal a bunch of wands here yeah. and fuck off. But before they, they apparate out with Dobby, um, Bellatrix throws a knife. Yeah. And it goes into the uh, spell with the, that. Yeah. teleport thing. 
And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and this is like we find out that elf magic is different than other magic because you can't operate in and out of the basement, but Dobby can. Yeah, Dobby Plus, can do it. I'm an elf. Yeah, yeah, because that that's Dobby how that works. Machina. Yep. Um, but unfortunately, they end up on a beach, and everybody's okay, save Dobby. And Dobby has this really sad, like moment where he was like, I got to be with my friend Harry Potter. You know, like yeah. I got to, you know, I did good and I, you know, I I'm okay. And then he dies and Luna closes his eyes and makes it look like he's sleeping. And Harry does this whole scene where he's like, I want to bury him. Like I actually want to bury him, not yeah. magic. Like we're gonna physically do this. And he does. He buries him on the beach. Oh, and now I want to know the magic way of burying him. Probably just having wave your wand and just make a hole. Yeah. yeah. Whereas he, no, he's like, I'm, I'm physically going to do this for this, yeah. for this guy. Like this. But he buries him, and Bill, uh, Bill, and Lafleur, Fleur's seaside cottage. Yep. Like and it's, it's yeah. a very nice place. Yeah. That place is actually called Freshwater West Beach. It's in Pembrokeshire in Wales, and apparently oh, Wales is pretty though. And apparently, they have had to uh, put guards uh, around that area so people will stop leaving socks on the beach. Aww. It's sweet though. It's so sweet. Oh, wow. It's just I, I get the reasoning behind it, and honestly, the first time I watched this movie, I cried. Yeah, I did. I cried. I did this afternoon. Yeah, yeah it's just because it's so sad. Yeah, that scene is so poignant and sad. Yeah, and you know, I was just like, hey, as soon as you said, oh no, a bad things gonna happen, I'm like, oh, yeah. he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for spoiling it just by yeah. saying that much. Yeah. Well, it's not. I'm not gonna spoil too much by saying a lot of people are gonna die in the next movie. Yeah. A lot of people are going to die. Yeah, they do. Um, and, let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, many. Many, many, many. Um, yeah. But uh, then we get this this discussion with Ollivander and with um, uh, the gnome, goblin, griphook. Mm, grip there we go. Words. Words are hard. You're not a gnome. No, it kind of looks like one. I get a I get them confused, but anyway, um, they have a discussion about the sword and about how it was goblin made and how it got there. And he's like, "There is a sword in Gringotts, in her uh, her vault, it's still there. It's not that one. It's a replica." Well, see, that's we learn this at the beginning of the next movie. Well, we don't get this now. Well, he's like, "There is a sword in her uh, in her vault." And they're like, well, we need to get into that vault. And, sh- and he's like, well, okay, then. That's the next movie. Okay, well. That's next week. Mm-hmm. Now, like, here we see uh, Dumbledore's grave getting defiled by what has to be a floating Voldemort. Yeah. Because he's directly over him. Yeah, yeah. he's, like, So he's got to be doing some horizontal. kind of gymnastics or some shit to, to just be there. I'm and just he... like, oh, no, is he here to defile <laughs> Dumbledore? I mean, he might. I mean, the wrong kind of music would have made this look very different. Into the sky and end, and I'm like, oh, this is where they ended it. Yes. 
And then the next kind movie... Kind of smart. Like I said, the next movie has no credits. Yeah. It starts right from there. Yeah. It was like kind of a smart cliffhanger. Yep. And now the the next movie I found really super interesting is the poster is one of the first movies that didn't have the title. Nope. At all. All it had was you had the main three and it's, it ends. And because at this point you should know. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're done. Like, yeah. We're done. Let's do this. And like, as I said, next time around when we record, I'm going to have a little tiny rant about why this is better than Star Wars. It's fine. And also, for people who have known me for a while, why this is better than Doctor Who. Okay. And, you know, it's just, it's, but it kind of gave a little bit of a way there, but it is something that is better, it's well presented, and I think, hands down, because this movie was the third highest rated movie in the entirety of the Harry Potter movies. Which is funny, because I actually like the next one more. I agree with you. I I have not seen it, but I agree with you. Just to end this story, like this is going to be really, really, really interesting. In the next movie, you get a number of characters who get their time to shine who never did. Right. And that's why I like the next movie more. You you get a little bit... You get McGonagall, who does some really cool stuff. You get... Uh, Neville, who does some pretty cool stuff. You get Seamus, who does some really cool stuff. Like, you get characters who are usually on the sidelines, partially becoming slightly mains for a little while, and it's... I love it. I fucking love it. Boom. Boom. Boom! Yes. Yeah, Neville, I think, has a good one. And remember... Neville's... Yeah. When you read read the book, Neville's character... uh, How do I want to word this? Um, The... Feeling stays the same, but it's enacted a little bit differently in the movie. Um, And Mm. in this next one, Mm. Neville still does what he's supposed to do, what he does in the book. He still does it. Happens in a different way, but he still does it. And it's still, no, it's not a bad thing. Okay. It really isn't. The way they do it, it's not bad. It's at a very good point. Like, it's important the way he does it. He still does it. It's just slightly different from the book. Okay. But the ending of this next one, I will go into my feelings of it because there is, I was not exactly happy. Gotcha. With the way it ended. Gotcha. So I, yeah, I know of some criticisms already. Yeah, there's there's one I, particular scene that I was really looking forward to because I really wanted to see it, yeah. and they didn't do it, and I was very disappointed. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But that's that one, and. We have an IMDb game. I yes. think we do. Yes, so we're just going to take a short moment here. Come right back with the IMDb game. And we're back. And hey, guys, remember movietheatertimemachine.com, this place where you can figure out everything that's about us, see our old videos that we have on YouTube, many, many different things, and also videos? every show on your catcher of choice is videos of the interviews. Oh. Um, yeah, every show in your catch or choice and everything else that we've done and also any of our social media go for it, check it out um, spread it around anywhere you can yeah alright All right. so I have uh, 
Uh, another IMDb game. Uh, this one I've decided to call the Dada Edition, Defense Against the Dark Arts Edition. This is the six Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers that we've had in the movies. Okay. Um, not necessarily specifically in order because I wrote them down weirdly, but uh, we'll go through them. Cool. So IMDb game, this is where we, uh, we take an actor from the movie, find another movie that they were in. It might be good. It might be terrible. And I'm going to have the three of them guess the star rating to within the first decimal point, 8.6, 2.4, etc., etc. If they guess exactly, 6. they 9. get five points. 6.9. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so we're going Defense Against the Dark Arts. Uh, should I go in order? Because I'm going to sideways, yeah. but the way I wrote rolls, it, but... we'll, we'll go the way I wrote it down. Yeah. So, starting off, Brendan Gleeson, who played Mad-Eye Moody who was technically not Mad-Eye in the movie, but sure, whatever. <laughs> Mad-Eye Moody, played by Brendan Gleeson, was also in 2016's Assassin's Creed. Ooh. We don't want to think about that movie too hard. Um, Ooh, no. He played a character named Joseph Lynch. No idea if that mattered uh, for anything. Uh, there's 207,000 reviews, and it includes keywords such as Assassin, Templar, and punctuation in the title. My God! Uh, so what do we think? Star rating? I don't know if it. I don't. Yeah, I will tell you, it tanked. Two point oh. seven. Okay. I don't know. Three point eight. Okay. I'm a little higher and go like four point five. All right. Uh, Joss is the closest. It's a five point six. Jesus. Oh. Not that great. Well, it mm. surpassed our low expectations. I guess. <laughs> All right. Next up is Ian Hart. Who played Professor Quirrell in yes. the first movie? Uh, he was also in a TV movie called The Man Who Crossed Hitler, wherein he played Hitler. Okay. <laughs> huh. 2011. With 356 reviews, just 356, and keywords include five word title. Abuse and character name and title. Yeah. So 356, probably everyone who saw this movie? Pretty much. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, how about 3.6? Okay. 6.7. Okay. 5.2. 5.2. Nick got this one. It is 6.6. .6. All right. All right. I was going to say, people who search out Hitler movies traditionally kind of... It yeah. wasn't that accurate. <laughs> I give it a seven. All right. It was next, okay. Next up will be David Thewlis, who right. played Remus Lupin. Yeah. Uh, Lupin also was in The Island of Dr. Moreau from 1996. Huh. Yes, Ooh. that one. <laughs> where okay. He, where he played Douglas. With 35,000 reviews... And keywords including mutant, freak, and science run amok. <laughs> what do you think the star rating was for that version of the Island of Dr. Moreau? Uh, 6.7. Okay. 3.7. Okay. Remember, this is the one with, with um, a very uncooperative Marlon Brando. I know. Um... And his tiny friend that he found in like he found it like a shop. I'm gonna center. stick in the fives again. I think I'm gonna go five point four. Five point four. Did, did he have a monkey with four asses? <laughs> Dan's gonna Dan's gonna do math, so I think it's between two of us. I gotta do a real quick uh, thing because I'm bad at numbers. Let's see. Uh, well, I will say it is four point five. 
4.5 stars, which... Mm. Honestly, I'm looking at this. Joss and Nick were, like, exactly the same apart. <laughs> oh. So, you know what? I'll give the point to both of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, alright. Alright. Next up, Kenneth Branagh, who played Gilderoy Lockhart. Who's been in everything. Yeah. He has been in he's, everything. He's a director, he's an, a producer, he's an actor. He was also see. in a 1999 blockbuster film. Called Wild Wild West. Oh, oh where he no. Doctor Arliss Loveless. Oh no. no, he was the villain. Uh, yeah, that was already with the four point five. All right, uh, yeah. one hundred sixty-six thousand reviews. Uh, keywords include buddy movie, slime house, and hit with a shovel. Slime house. Yep. Yep. No idea what that means. I saw that movie. Me too, in theaters. Uh-huh. Me too. Yeah. And Will Smith did that movie instead, instead of The Matrix. Instead of The Matrix. Oh. Well, I can say thank you because we still love Keanu Reeves very much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Joss. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, oh, man. Wild West. I'm going to go with like a 6.6. 6. Okay. Yeah, um, 7.2. Uh, well, the closest was Kaz this time. It has 4.9 stars. Oh, wow. Right. We were giving it way more credit. Yeah, <laughs> way I was going to say, like, the general, like, Will Smith fans. That's what I was going to It's like, with. don't yeah. judge it on the song, because yeah. the song is cool. The movie yeah. is terrible. Yeah. It wasn't Men in Black, but it was still pretty good. Yeah. It was radio played. I'll yeah. give you that. Alrighty, so next you know, up, making, a, making oh. a return to the IMDb game is Alan Rickman. Uh, Professor Snape because he was Defense Against the Dark Arts yep. at one point. Yeah. Uh, he was in 2005's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yes, as the was. voice of Mar- ah. Marvin the Paranoid Android. Oh, oh yeah. That's such oh. a good movie. Uh, okay. Oh, it's, it's super underrated. Oh, very so good. Good. But, it did, yeah. but I liked well, because it. Because the, because the yeah. real rabid Douglas Adams fans did not like it at all. And yet. I'm actually a Douglas Adams fan, and Me I too. still liked it. Me too. 206,000 reviews. Keywords include talking computer, yep. earth woman, and poetry. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard because I really yeah. liked it, but I know it was kind of flopped. So six point seven. Okay, doke. Five point two. Uh, I can okay. tell you, but I don't think you would like it. My pen is dying. Hang on. Just put uh, carve it real hard in the paper. Uh, you have seven. you have plenty of, of. Yeah, but I have this one in my hand, and I'm lazy. Oh. All right, Five point nine. Five point nine. All right. Um, Kaz got this one spot on. Oh, six point seven. Kaz oh. going to win the game. Yeah. At this point, Kaz is winning unless there's a huge upset. And finally, oh, you got points. Yeah, yeah you get five. If you, you get got five points for getting it right, so you're at six points currently. Well, the two of them are both oh. are at uh, three. No, yeah, they're two apiece. All right, mm. and finally, Imelda Staunton, who played Umbridge. Mm. Mm. She was also in the 2000 movie Chicken Run as the voice <laughs> of Bunty. Oh, my god! I saw Chicken Run. Chicken Run! We did. I've yeah. seen that movie, Bunt- too. Yeah. Bunty was the overweight kind of dumb chicken. Yeah. Uh, 206,000 reviews. Uh, keywords include chicken, freedom, and fat guy. <laughs> so, what do we think Chicken Run from 2000? I'm going to go with a 7.2. Okay. Kids' movies tend to do well. 7.9. 7.9. Mm, I don't know. 
seven. A seven. All right. So, once again, two of you got to the to uh, almost exact. It's a seven point one. Oh. So uh, both Kaz and Joss got within point one of it. So you each get the point, and Kaz, Kaz wins won. with a total of seven yeah. points. Yeah. Wow, See, dang, the man. sleepy IMDb it. game seems to be the way to go. You get it, you get it, this fox, you get it. Well, uh, I used to be bad at it, so why am I good suddenly? <laughs> suddenly get to win, though. Right, I'm yeah. not sure what theme I'm going to do for next week, but I will figure something out. Oh. Um, Possibly yeah. teacher edition. I don't know. Yeah. Death Eaters. We'll, we'll go through Death Eaters. Or, well, see, if I do teachers, I can get Warwick Davis involved. Yeah. You could. And he's in, like, everything. Everything. <laughs> so, All folks, right. that wraps up Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, part one. Now, and next week will be the is, better part. Is part the, two. Is the end of it. So, <laughs> and let's see. Be good. Take care of yourselves. But don't be too good. Always. Mm.